What's up, guys? It's Jay Zinio. Welcome back to another episode of the Footy Culture Podcast. And today we got a really special guest, pro footballer, Ontario soccer legend. We got Kwame Awu in the cut. Yes, yes sir. Thank well, you guys for having me. Um, I've been following you guys for a long time, and I'm here to talk some shit. Fuck. <laughs> let's get this going, man. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Okay. That's sick. Let's get into it. Um, maybe let's take it back to the beginning. Um, kind of how you got started in footy, maybe where you were playing, and, and why you were drawn to footy in the first place. Um, I started playing footy probably when I was three, four years old. Played in the Driftwood Hispanics uh, Soccer League in Driftwood, obviously. Not the best area. I grew up there. What team so, was it? Uruguay, 95. But I first my first team was actually Colo Colo. I was Deportivo Cuenca. Ah, so you played with... Are you, what age you brought? 95. 95? Oh, so you played with Simon Diego and yeah, those guys. Okay. Yeah. Matthew Caguan. Yeah. See, I know those guys. That's right. That's right, I met Jacob. Yeah, so. Jacob, <laughs> see... Yeah, but yeah, I grew up playing in the Spanish League. Um, played it there until I was like 13, 14, but obviously played provincial, um, started with district, provincial, and regional and all that stuff with the Ontario Soccer Association. Um, then I ended up, when I really started to take soccer seriously, it was at a point where I think it was, we were about to go to Spain with the provincial team. And then I think it was 2010. This is when Spain was like in their prime, cooking mm. dudes, yeah. cooking everyone. Tiki Taka just came out. Everybody had no idea how to defend it. And then just being there, playing against Villarreal, uh, Real Espanol, and Catalonia U17 team, um, I was just like, damn. This is the le- like this is the level. Because we won a couple games too. So I'm like, okay, this is the level I want to I wanna be at. I'm like, I had to like... Really lock in, focus. Blessings to my parents who moved out the hood. So that was another plus. So got me out of trouble. Obviously, my closer friends that I played with on Uruguay and uh, Colo Colo stayed my close friends. And we moved from there. And just from then on, we just challenged each other to always be better at training. Uh, missed a lot of things in high school to go to practice, to go to games. But it's all dedication. And now here I am. All worth and- it. And was it that um, at that point, like, what was your mindset? Did you always think that, like, you wanted to make a pro, maybe to Europe, maybe to MLS? Like, what were your first kind of goals, like, when you were starting playing? I mean, I used to tell my mom, like, I've, I, since I was probably, like, six, seven, when I knew that I was good, not to toot my own horn, but, like, <laughs> I knew I was good enough, I was like, yo, I'm going to be a pro soccer player. But you know how traditional parents are, like, yeah. yo, school, this and that. Like, you have to have a plan B. You can't be a soccer player, like, da da I was like, yo, plan B is always to make plan A work. Like, since I, my parents were, were always like, nah, you have to second, like, whatever. But at that time, coming up, we didn't have... The MLS was there, but it wasn't... Toronto C came in, what, 2007? Yeah. And they were at the bottom of the table every year until they got Giovinco. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I mean, almost at the bottom. But you know what I mean? Like, you didn't... The salaries and everything. So, you weren't really focused on the MLS, because TFC Academy came later. Like, Provincial was the big thing. We were at Provincial, and then when TFC Academy started coming up, it was at our, our last cycle. So, like, Petrasso, all those other guys ended up going to TFC Academy, and I chose to go to Sigma Academy. And I don't regret it ever since. What made you choose Sigma? Um, First of all, my friends that were on it. You used to do things just because your friends were doing Box. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I was like, you know what? Like, this is a lot more convenient. And I knew people that were already on the team playing i li- i lived across the street from richie so like obviously i known him since i played mm. soccer since i was like seven years old with him a year ago i was like okay 
Like, we're going to play on the same team. We really went to the same high school. So it was just a lot more comfortable. And their style of football was very attractive. And the training sessions were always competitive. Not to say anything is Toronto FC Academy. I was there for a month and a half. But you could tell it was already more business rather than just developing talent, right? So I felt personally, like, the Toronto FC Academy, if they seen, like, two, three guys that they think can make it to the first team, they kind of just keyed in on those two, three guys. Yeah. And the rest of us were kind of just playing. So yeah. I didn't really... I didn't really feel comfortable with that, so I ended up going to Sigma. And since then, like, I got to play with guys that are superstars right now for the national team. So bettered my game. It got me a full scholarship to University of Connecticut, uh, where I did well. It got me, And that got me drafted to New York City FC and so on and so forth. So, I mean, from now, from then, Sigma was an easy choice. And that Sigma 95 team was no joke, bro. You, Richie, Kyle Aaron... I seen uh, that IG page, Pitchside Solutions. Mm-hmm. They would post like legendary rep teams. Yeah. And your squad was there. Do you, <laughs> do you think your squad is the GOAT Ontario rep squad? If you're saying when we were like 15, 16, I think so. Like if you were put to put us against any other academy team or like rep team, our age group, I think our team, like toe to toe, our team was the best one. Like our whole starting lineup. Everyone went to a Division One college. That's crazy. Like, mm. everyone. From goalkeeper to front line. <laughs> like, it was... That's how good we were. Like, we were playing the OSL men's league at, like, 10th grade, 11th grade. Mm. And it's not because it wasn't, like... We still played our age, so we would have, like, two games a week. So we still played our age, and then we played the men's league, and it was, like... guys. These guys were like, nah, these kids are good. They took us <laughs> seriously. So I think... And you can tell, and another thing though, a lot of people don't know, because usually when you go through academies, you switch coaches. You yeah. go to the next coach, like after a couple of years, Bobby got us from 12 years old, and he's like, yeah, I'm never leaving this squad <laughs> until we all went that's, to university. That's proper. Yeah, he was like, nah, I know this squad's going to be golden generation. And look what happened. Me, Kyle, Richie, Chris Nanko, all went, all went pro. Justin Stoddart went pro. Um, then everyone else w- at least finished Division I, uh, got full scholarships. So that's insane. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. That's the yeah. like go Ontario <laughs> yeah. team, bro. No one can debate. But um, at that point, like, are you maybe starting to believe that a pro route is possible? Because you're playing in such a high level environment. Mm-hmm. You're playing with a lot of talent. You're playing with an amazing coach. Mm-hmm. Um, is that where it's starting to key in for you that this is possible? Um, I think the one time what changed my perspective was when usually Sigma does these summer ID camps. And they invite, like, European coaches. Mm. And then when you get the perspective from the European coach, because you hear your coaches saying, like, yo, you can play at the next level, you can play at the next level. But when they come to you and tell you, like, from Gank and from uh, Wolfsburg or from, you know what I mean? Those teams, Cologne, you're like, okay, wait. And you have someone like Kyle Becker, who was on the other squad who paved the way for us, who goes on trial to Crystal Palace for two weeks from just training. Like, once you see that, you're like, okay, we're younger, so we have more time. But when these guys are telling you, okay, you can play at the next level, and then you get a little trials here and there, you're like, okay. You get a little taste, and then it just motivates you more. So from then, I was just like, yeah, definitely. Maybe the MLS route wasn't right away, but I think what else motivated me was when Becker got drafted to Toronto FC. Mm. We watched that live in our soccer program class in Dante, and it was like, damn. Him and Emery Welshman both got drafted to Toronto FC. We're like, Okay, 
everybody's like, oh, you guys are up next. And I was like, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, though, is that pressure? Like, you're being approached by, like, you have scouts watching from Gank, like, all these other European clubs, like, as a 15, 16 year old, like, is there a lot of pressure that you're feeling at that moment? Nah, you're excited most of the time. Cause you, you're playing with guys that you've played with for years. Like there's nothing to really feel pressure. The only thing that you feel pressure about is like, Hey, you think about don't stink up the joint, but if you know, Bobby had as well prepared. So if you know what you were supposed to do on the field, at the minimum you'll give is like a seven out of 10 performance. Mm-hmm. But then you had a little flair. The, if the person's talented, it's so we always did well. Especially when those times came, we knew we were lacing up. Our, we took it shit serious, <laughs> serious. It was serious business. Was it time. ever like a competition with you and your teammates? A hundred percent, because we knew that like almost every year, someone from the academy went on trial to one of those teams. And then I remember the year. So it was 2015. We we're in college. We had the camp, we had the camp again, and. We had the gank coaches, Peter Reynolds, who ended up being my assistant coach at Forge. He was there with a couple of gank coaches and so on and so forth. Some of the 97s, two of the 97s went on trial to gank for like three months. Uh, I think Kyle went on trial to Club Bruges or something like that. And then me and Richie went, went to, not the same, but we went to Kansas City for two weeks. Mm. But like, I never expected anything from it. I just knew that we were balling. <laughs> that's, that's all. I'm like, all right, you know, we're playing well. Hopefully, something. If nothing happens, at least we're taking this form because this one, League Ontario, first started. It was popping. You know what I mean? It was competitive. At least we're taking that same form to go back into our college season. That next season, Richie gets a GA, and I have my best season at uh, Connecticut. Just from us going to Kansas City and seeing, like, yo, we can actually play at this level. So it's not really pressure. You go there, you have nothing to lose. You're learning. <laughs> you and then really, you're learning. You really have you're learning, though. Yeah, you're learning. From each other, too. 100%. And you're just pushing each other. It's friend, there's, like, really friendly competition. You want to see guys do well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and like you said, you grew up playing with Richie, mm-hmm. boys, like, for life. Um, What are the conversations like? Do you guys, like, are you guys talking about, like, wow, maybe we could, like, maybe one day we'll play for the national team. And, like, look, fast forward to now, both of you guys are professional. You're seeing Richie at the World Cup. Like, mm. looking back and then looking to the present, how does that feel? Yo, it's it's nothing that I never thought we couldn't do. Because obviously Canada didn't have a good reputation. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, we're talented. It wasn't the talent part. It was like, we, we knew we were good enough. It was just about if the foundation was going to be sorted out. Yeah, like, are they going to scout guys properly? Are, are people going to slip through the cracks like they've always have yeah. been? And shout out to John Herdman and them they got it right they're able to find talent in places that people never thought like look at how many guys came from the college system that are playing on the national team and are stars in the national team other than Alfonso and Jonathan David right so I mean you have the old guard and then you have the new guys coming in and it's going to be exciting for Canada but I always tell Rich I'm like our focus was never the national team we just wanted to make it we just want to if we made it pro done and we're like yo this is what we were aiming for at this point let's just whatever happens happens and we've all, both got being able to represent a national team mine was in 2017 2018 and then he was lucky enough to be part of this crazy Canada squad that qualified for the World Cup and did yeah. bits in the World Cup they did do bits that was crazy but um okay so you're at Sigma um are you thinking like I might have to take the college route um uh, like Obviously, you went to UConn. Mm. What was that whole, like, recruiting process like? How did that come about? And why UConn? 
It's crazy because I was at first I was like I had probably like two schools, and I I was questioning myself. I'm like, am I not doing well enough? Am I like, and me and Rich were in the same boat. I had good grades in school. Like we did our uh, SATs, which you don't have to do anymore. So if you guys want to go to school. It's easier. It's easier. It's, <laughs> it's easier now than it was before for guys. That, bro, you can ask Rich. You was stressed. Doing you got rid that. of it, huh? They got rid of SATs. Yeah, they got rid of it. Yeah, you don't have. You don't need it no more. You just need good grades, bro. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Don't have, that makes it a lot easier. It makes a lot. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. So the college, uh, like scouting report, like it was difficult. We had to go to American tournaments just to get like eyes on us. Yeah. So like. The coach from UConn that recruited me, he told me after, I, obviously, I got a scholarship. He was like, I didn't know who you were because the system, how the system is in America, if you're born after August, they count, they technically count you a grade lower. So he thought, because I'm a 95, but my birthday's in December, that I was in 11th grade. So he okay. never thought, he's like... I also heard recruited you oh, a long time ago. So I was, like, I was like one of the last scholarships because they go by school year. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. So if your birthday is in the next school year, then you're in the next grade. So he, I was like, wait, nah. In Canada, we just do, if you're January 1st, to 95, to December 31st, 95, you're all in the same class. And That's insane. Man. Yeah, it's, it's mad weird. And then it was dope because at first I only had two schools and like they weren't the best two schools. We used to go on like the power rankings all the time before like seeing the college tournament. Like, Hey, if we're going to go to college route, this is what we're going to do. And me and Rich, we had, we had like Temple university in Philly and university of Vermont. I had, I almost had a verbal agreement to Vermont, but then I changed my mind. I was like, my dad was like, yo, are you going to, he's like, you can say, cause he met my dad, the coach and everything. He's like, you can commit to Vermont right now and get it all done and dusted, or you can bet on yourself in the Sigma showcase to see if you get something better. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, because I really, I went on a visit and everything. I I, re, I liked Vermont. Like, they they showed me a good time. Everything, like, sponsored by Adidas. At that time, I was a, I'm a big Messi fan. Mm. Addy Zeros. I said, like, yeah. I can get all the Addy Zeros. <laughs> the, the orange yeah. of 50. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm dead. What? I was at because that's you didn't know any any better. You just knew a school sponsor. What school? What is sponsored by Temple? Sponsored by Under Armour? Yeah, I'm not trying to go there. You know what I mean? You weren't really thinking about anything else. You think about the soccer and like what boot? What are they sponsored by? And then I said, Nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna commit. And then he said, All right, like we're gonna see at the showcase, like if you change your mind. So I just end up. I ended up. We played against Vaughn. Vaughn was I me us and Vaughn were like. Head to head, best academies yeah. in Ontario, probably Canada, because <laughs> us said we played these guys probably like fifty two weeks in a year. We probably played them forty weeks in one year. <laughs> I swear, every weekend we played Holy. them. Vaughn, you could tell we knew each other like the back of our hand. So then, yeah, we we played against Vaughn in the Sigma Showcase, and I scored the best goal I've ever scored in my life. <laughs> what was the goal? It was crazy. I was playing, so I was playing left wing. Um. Christian gets the I remember this vividly because it was, <laughs> it was insane. Christian gets the ball, plays it to Rich. Rich, obviously, he drives, and I'm going down the left wing. So he's playing left attacking mid, and then he plays it to me out wide. I go 1v1 or Brandon John. The ball is going probably about the end line. I'm about to cross it. But then, like, I hit the ball at the outside of my foot, chip, back post, in. <laughs> I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, yo, do I cross it? And then I'm like, you know what? Let me just try this. Outside the foot, just like, 
with my left foot, back post over that goalkeeper ended up I played with him at provincial. So I knew yeah. him, Matt, Matthew Silva and I was like scored outside the foot. And after that, UConn coach came up to me literally right after the game. My um the technical director, Bobby, came to me. He's like, oh, someone wants to speak to you. I said, who? Because that time, Kyle already committed to UConn. Mm. Yeah. So then he was like, oh, UConn wants to offer you a full scholarship. I'm like, yo, we don't even have a conversation at this point. I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, that goal changed your yeah. life. Bro. Yeah, yeah, that goal changed my life. They're like, he was like, I didn't know. And that's when he told me. I was like, yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah, we're, uh, we're offering you a full ride. And I said, yeah, done. <laughs> nice. They were ranked number two in the country. So nice. I knew that already. So I was like, yeah, nah, I'm out of here. Yeah, UConn, huge school too, yeah. obviously. Not even just for footy. Like, basketball. when you were there, they won men's and women's? Men's and my, my French, freshman year, basketball. Men's and women's championship, basketball. Yeah. And then, obviously, the women won all four years in a row, so it kind of got stale, but it's still hard. They have the probably, I don't know if you guys know Brianna Stewart. She yeah. Plays, yeah, yeah, she's like one of the best basketball players, women's basketball players I've ever seen in my life. I call her like the LeBron James. Like, <laughs> I swear. So what was yeah. like the environment like on campus? Like it's got to be lit, no? A hundred percent. I mean, I went to school, obviously I was 17 turning 18 that year. Um, it's a quick transition because you finish school here when June exams yeah. are in June yeah. and then I'm leaving for preseason first week of August. So I have a month and a half of summer and then you have no idea. You're just, you're just going in. So on campus, it, it was, you get used to the campus because before everyone gets there. You're in preseason, but then soccer was the probably second biggest sport. Like football, probably got more fans only mm. because it's football. But like yeah. in terms of like quality, like of entertainment, people only went to football games for like one quarter and then left. <laughs> really? Yeah, tailgating. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, Americans yeah. and tailgating. Come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it it was a vibe. I mean, I can't complain. Like as soon as I got there. I got to start my first game, assist to Kyle. Me and Kyle, got, I got an assist. He got a goal first game ever in UConn. Um, yeah, so it was like, it started off off the rip, but the vibe was good. We had the second most fans attendance in the country. We did well. We went to the NCAA quarterfinals, I believe. We lost in, We lost to Virginia, who ended up going to the final. Yeah, 2-1. But it was a, that was my freshman year. But after that, like, accolades personal accolades team accolades but it was a good time and then i became captain so just being able to see it from the other side as a little shithead coming in yeah. i don't even like i was a i was a shit disturber i don't even <laughs> lie it was just the cockiness of when you come from like driftwood like obviously you have a chip on your shoulder yeah so like you always have to prove something so i went into uconn like i'm gonna have to prove myself again and then when it started off the way it started off I was like, yeah, y'all can't tell me nothing. <laughs> so you were cooking from the jump. Yeah, I mean, I still was able to listen to the older guys and build friendships and yeah. stuff like that. Till this day, I still talk to those guys. But like how I came in, a lot of the guys were like, yo, this guy's a dick. But you can't get mad at someone who's producing. So you're like, yo, he's a, he, I wasn't a dick. I was like overconfident. But they're like, damn, he's backing it up. So it's like, damn. Nothing right. wrong with that. Yeah, he's, wrong like, with that. he's like, damn, I got to let this go. But I'm 17. There's guys on my team that are 24. So it's yeah. like, hey, this like, guy's annoying. <laughs> but he's doing well so i said i have to let it go yeah. so what were like the did you have like any challenges like as you entered like ncaa like compared to the environment you had a sigma like were they stronger faster like what was kind of the main difference um god bless my parents for having good genetics i've been able to be strong and fast <laughs> 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 um, 
But nah, I won't even lie. Obviously, the pace of the game changes because yeah. a lot of teams. If you go to a team like UConn, school like UConn, Akron, Syracuse, who, shout out to them who just won the championship. Other teams come there, come to your to your field, and they just sit back or they just start launching the ball. So that's something I had to deal with. But obviously, Bobby set us up perfectly when he let us play men's league. So you deal with that physicality from Smart, a younger actually. age, and you're like, okay, hey, at least I can I can deal with the physicality and. And you just beat them with football, so. Yeah, and um, so you're killing it at UConn, obviously. Um, we had some bad years. Don't let me don't let me lie. To you. <laughs> like we didn't, yeah, we didn't make the NCAA twice, tournament twice. It was crazy. We won our conference one year, and we still didn't make it. And then, my third year, that was the one I told you. Like I had my best season. Mm. We lost in the Sweet Sixteen to Indiana. And then my my senior year. We started off like 11, 12, and 0, and then we went on like a five-game losing streak. Sure. And then like in college soccer, because the games are so quick and fast, like if you start off too hot, you might, you might, you might just gas out. Gas yeah. out. Yeah. So the best teams that usually win is like when they peak like mid-season that do well, and we just peaked way too quick. Like we were just cooking people. Mm-hmm. And then after that we didn't end up we lost in the conference finals but we and we didn't make the tournament so i went out damn. i went out kind of dull but i went out with my own personal accolades so i was like ah, damn <laughs> sorry guys but i tried my best <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah, it's yeah. Like you're finishing off your senior year mm-hmm. um mls draft up next um maybe tell us like how that process went like how did that go about um meeting with new york meeting with uh Patrick, Patrick Vieira. Vieira. You have any stories about that? Um, the draft was actually amazing because that was a that was a twenty fifth anniversary twenty fifth anniversary of the draft, and or twentieth, like, yeah, twentieth, and then it was in L.A. for the first and last time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're doing it in L.A. They it was amazing. We got busted. We played at StubHub. Well, now it's I don't know what's called now L.A. Galaxy's Field. Yeah. Um, we played there. And then that's when I realized, if I'm playing MLS, yo, these fields are massive. Like, you, you're playing, like, college soccer, and you're like, hey, this is a... But we played the combine. It, I was like, hit a switch. I'm like, yo, it's barely reaching them. Okay, is it, <laughs> yeah. is it actually bigger? I was like, yo, it's barely... No, but you don't really... Because in college soccer, you don't really have time to really train on certain things. Yeah. You kind of just... You have, so let's say you play Tuesday and you play Friday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, recovery, Thursday, train, Friday, game. Okay. So you're not really, the guys that are playing all the time, you're really not doing anything. So like you're not working on a technical aspect. So like you kind of lose it. If you don't like keep training, like hitting the driven ball, hitting the driven ball, like you're going to lose it. And yeah. I wasn't really a guy that used to spray, but because I was more of a dribbler and attacking, whatever. But I hit one time in Subhub. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yo, so I'm like, you, you look at it, you're like, yo, please reach, please reach, please don't get picked off. Don't get, like, right, just yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just it yeah. just gets there. You're like, oh damn. Because you're playing in stadiums. Yeah, you're point. playing in stadiums, yeah. right? And like it's only 22 of you guys on the field and then coaches in the stands, right? Yeah. But it was good, bro. They set it up perfectly. The food, the meetings. I had a meeting with Orlando, Montreal, uh, Dallas, Colorado. And then New York was the last sure. one. You could have been picked by a lot of teams then. Yeah. Damn. So like, so you're projected high at this point. You think? The bad bad thing about it is that because I'm on social media often, like you see people talking, yeah. and 
I want to clap back sometimes, <laughs> but I'm like, damn, you can't. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I see a lot of stuff on social media. Like even when I was in the CPL, I had a bigger voice just because I was on Forge and we were winning. And I was playing. I'm like, you can't tell me anything. Like I would talk smack to CPL. <laughs> I'll talk smack to the guys that are journalism. T- because sometimes people just say things and they don't really know the whole story. So it's like. I'm not gonna let someone control my narrative. And a lot of times they know like, they know they know what back. they're saying is is messed up, yeah. and they're just for clicks. But it's alright. I understand. Everybody's doing their job, right? But I'm trying to control my own narrative. But going there, I was like, people were saying, "Oh, he'd be lucky if he's a second round, third round." I'm like, "Yo, you guys don't know my resume." Like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, "Yo, yeah, my team didn't make it to the NCAA tournament, but we're like, we're not gonna act like the year before." I didn't have, like, the second most assists in the country. And I did. So I was like, yo, y'all just forgot all of a sudden I became trash? Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, my school maybe didn't do well. We finished, what, 12, 5, and 2? I'm like, we didn't, maybe, it's not, it's not even that bad. <laughs> but, like, compared to UConn standards, yeah. they're like, he's like, oh, yeah, like, he'll be, he doesn't know what position he's going to play, this and that. So I get to the combine, and they put you in four teams. You never played with any of these guys. There's 22 mans or tw- around there. And it's all seniors. It's all seniors and Generation Adidas. Mm. So my team, first game, we get cooked for nothing. <sighs> Bro, we get cooked. But that team had like my boy, Jonathan Lewis, so I got drafted with to New York City. Miles Robinson, who was on Atlanta. Like they had like a lot a lot of GA guys. Abu Dunlady, mm. who was at UCLA, but then got to went to Minnesota. He went first in the draft. Number one, yeah, you won number one. Yeah, yeah so, and Jonathan won number three, and Miles won number two. I'm like, how you have all of them on the same team? <laughs> so, we got cooked for nothing, and I come in, I, bro. Before the second game, I get, I get these guys around. I'm like, yo, I know half of them because I yeah. played against them. Yeah. Brian Wright was on my team. Shout out to him, who he's just signed for York United. Yeah, I've seen that. Brian Wright, he was on my team. He was at Vermont, and. <laughs> A couple guys I played against at USF at South Florida for all four years. So eventually you kind of like know each other. You play against each other so often. I'm like, yo, I know we've never played against each other. But the only way for all of us to get drafted, because we got slapped our first game. The only way for all of us to get drafted, I'm like, yo, everybody just do what they're good at. If you try to do too much, it's not going to help anyone. It's not even help yourself. So if you just play like, yo, I know we all want to go to the same place, but everybody just do what they're good at and just play. After I won our next two games, I was like, "Damn, I gave a nice." Yeah, man. I was like, "No," because it it was one of those ones where, like, obviously guys are timid. You don't know guys' movements and stuff like that. So I was like, "Yo, just play simple. As long as we don't f up, we'll be good." Like everybody here is talented, and we went on to the next game. Yeah, and we we won. My coach was actually from Connecticut. He was from the Academy Beach side. His name is Mickey. And he was like, yo, I had a couple coaches ask me to, asking you to play uh, holding midfielder and uh, eight, or, eight and ten. And I was like, wait, you want me to play six? I was like, I came here playing on the wing. I came here playing like ten and like wing and left back. I only played left back because Bobby, whenever we were losing games, he was like, yo, you and Chris Nanko are going to be on the same side, and we're just going to tack down this yeah. left side the whole time. <laughs> I was like, all right, bet. But they are like, yeah, we want to see you play six. So he's like, and he's like, by the way, you're playing every game 90 minutes. I was like, bro, my season finished in like 
mid-November. This yeah. is January now. I'm like, I'm not that fit. You play a game every... So it was like, you play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, draft to Saturday. Ooh. Yeah. So we obviously got slapped the first game. I played 90. I'm like, damn. So that's not a good showing. <laughs> second game and third game, they put me center mid and left back in the second game. We won 2 nothing. Third game, we won, we won 4 nothing. This is the third game. Are these like 90-minute games too? 11 v 11? 11 v 11, 90-minute games. No one in the crowd except the scouts. So you can hear people whispering. Imagine you lose the ball and then you hear people cussing at each other. Like people getting subbed off 30 minutes in. You're like, yo, damn. Yeah, because you're playing against a team, obviously. You're competing with the guys on your team. On your team too, because you're trying to get drafted higher than them. You know what I mean? Trying to get a guaranteed contract. And like you have to think about it too. It's like I knew I wasn't coming off, but, like, coaches have to play everybody else. So, like, some guys are playing 15, but they let, allow you sub back in. So, yeah, like, yeah. some guys will play 15 or 20 and then sub come back, back come off and then come back in. And it's like, yo, you get no rhythm off of that. But Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate for some of the guys, but I just got lucky that my coach on that was uh, from Connecticut, and he seen me play all through my years in Connecticut. But, nah, the draft was amazing, and then Patrick Vieira... I seen him and I seen him talking to Raul in the hotel, and I'm with Costa, Bobby's brother, technical director of Forge, and um, one of our Sigma coaches, Coach Phil and Chris Nankel. We're just talking, having lunch, and then Coach Phil's a Coach Phil's a Liverpool fan, and then he was like, "Oh, that's Patrick Vieira," and I was like, "Where?" And he's like, "I'm like, yo, you know what?" I probably will never see this guy again. Look at that. <laughs> I was like, I'll, never, I'll probably never see this guy again. I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to be a fanboy. I don't even care at that point. I'm like, yo, it's Patrick Vieira. Fuck it. My boy was like, yo, you're really going to, Chris is like, yo, you're really going to ask for a picture? I was like, bro, when is the next time we're going to see him? So whatever. We had, I was like, oh, Patrick, like, what's up? I was like, oh, I'm a big fan. Like, can we take a picture? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then we took a picture, and he's like, "Oh, I seen you guys play today." And he's like, "Oh, if you want, if you want," he asked, "He's like, oh, if you ever want to get coffee or something, let me know." Mm. I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's crazy. That's sick. I said, "Hell yeah! Well, I could just chat up with Patrick. Say let's less. go right now." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, "Say if I said let's say go right now, that's me a fanboy. No, that's a real fanboy." Yeah, so, you had to process that first. Yeah, like, I was like, "Wait, he really just said that?" I was like, "Yo, how am I going?" So I go to my agent. I'm like, "Yo." If you can get me to New York City FC, you'll never hear anything from me again, bro. <laughs> Ever. He just starts laughing. I'm like, he's like, yo, just play well the next two games. This is before the second game. Mm. He's like, just play well the next games and you go. But in between every game, so on Tuesday you have meetings. So my agent will text me. He's like, Orlando City wants to meet you at this time. And Montreal will meet you at this time. I go to, I go to those meetings, Orlando. Orlando's like, yeah, we, we don't have a first or second round pick, and I don't think you're gonna drop back that far. He's like, we just wanted to meet Jason Christ. He's like, we just yeah. wanted to, we just wanted to meet you to see how you were. He's like, I know you know Kyle, Aaron, and Richie, because Richie got drafted there the year yeah. before. And I was like, yeah, those are like one of my close friends, blah, blah, blah. We're just talking to him. He's like, he's like, so unfortunate that we're probably not gonna be able to draft you, but it was really nice, <laughs> nice to get to know you. I was like, yo, that's kind of bummy. Yeah, I, was, I was like, wow, I got a whole last meeting to just make friends. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No, that's that was so funny. I, I remember that that meeting was hilarious. Cause I texted Rich, I'm like, "Yo, I'm having a meeting with Orlando." He's like, "Yeah, you're about to come to Orlando too." I was like, "Nah, it can't be three years in a row." Sigma man's go to Orlando, and then Montreal. Morrow was there, Mariello, and I think Wilfred Nancy was in there too, but I didn't know who he was at that time. And then they had the first round, 18, 
So I went 16th. So the teams that I had, like, were close to me, they were, like, 15, 16, 17, 18. And then after that, played the second game. My agent's like, yo, Dallas wants to talk to you. Dallas was the scariest one. Oscar Pereo, who's the coach for Orlando mm-hmm. City now, if you know him, you know he's, like, a tough motherfucker, right? But we walk in, it's just... I feel like I was in the cartel. <laughs> Yo, there's just a bunch of papers all over the place. And you just see the whole coaching staff. Most of them are Spanish, whole coaching staff, old school Spanish guy. I'm like, yo, I'm sitting right at the head of the table. <laughs> and, they're, and they're asking me questions. They ask me like, well, you guys literally, where'd you grow up playing soccer? Like, what kind of soccer did you play? What's play, playing style? I'm like, yo. I mean, these are perfect questions. I love that because then they know what type of player you are. They know what to yeah, expect. Yeah. And... When I, t- I was like, it was a one versus like 10. I was like, yo, this is sky. I came out there sweating. I was like, nah. But then I was like, honestly, because I knew of Dallas and like how they played and stuff like that. So I was like, nah, that would be a good move. Hmm. And then after Dallas was, what else did I say? It was Dallas, Colorado. Colorado had the 15th pick. They were like, we've seen you, oh, Paulo Mastrioni, I think it was in there. He's a coach for Real Salt Lake now. And he was like, I seen you play throughout college. I see you more as like a left midfielder, left winger. I know they're having you play like as a center midfielder. He's like, if you're available at 15, we're taking you. I was like, wow. All right. I guess I was right. I was like, all right. I guess I'm going to the West Coast. I was like, I'm guessing going to the West Coast. But obviously, I was kind of like, damn. Being an East Coast guy, like I never seen anything outside of Toronto, like Toronto and Connecticut. So I was like, damn. I have to get used to mountains. Yeah. It's, it's weird, though, because you don't really, like, see yourself. Okay, like, I do all this stuff, but, like, I don't see myself with one team because, like, you don't know where you're going to land. Yeah, exactly. You have no idea. So it's like, any- and then, like, oh, shit, I guess I'm going here. I guess I'm going to be here for the next couple of years. Anything can months. happen. So, like, so. I was like, damn, I guess I'm going to Colorado. I was like, I went to my agent. I was like, yeah, this was the most positive one. They said, if I'm available at 15, they're taking me. And I said, wow, okay. I guess, like, at this point, I'm, like, I'm all set. Like, I don't even need to play the last game. Yeah. So then we go into the last game, and, like, this was... This was against a team that, like, a lot of the guys are hyped. There's a lot of guys from Notre Dame. There's a guy from Louisville who was really, who was really good. And then, like, yo, we cooked them. Like, we went 4 nothing, 4-1. And I balled that game. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, my agent, as soon as I get on the bus back to the hotel, my agent goes, great game. Like, he's like, this is your best performance. He's like, good to leave on a high. He was like, I got a surprise for you. New York City wants to meet with you. NYCFC wants to meet with you at 530. The game finished at 345. Bust back to the hotel. It's like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I can't even shower, bro. Get the move quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you wait, he doesn't even text me that. No, he texts me. He's like, yo, meet me at the hotel lobby. So I come back. I'm limping. Play 90 minutes. I'm like, oh, my body's in pain. Three nineties in six days. He goes, oh, yeah. Um... Go shower because New York City FC is going to meet you. I'm like, wait, what? So, yeah. Patrick came up to me personally and said he wants to meet I was like, nah, you're lying. He's like, yeah, but they don't have... Because every team had their own meeting room. NYCFC didn't. They were like, okay, we don't know if we're going to draft anyone. But, so we'll see. Like, well, their meeting was in Patrick's suite. Hotel (laughs) suite. Yo. I was like, Yo. (laughs) Why am I in these pressurized situations right now, bro? You must, like, have, first been, you Dallas, must have been gas, though. I was gas, but I was like, yo, first Dallas. And the thing is, they waited till the end to see who they wanted to draft. They wanted to see, like, the progression. Because some people came smart. out the gate firing, like, yeah, balling. smart. Yeah, and then 
once other guys got used to their team, you could see who was really like the baller. Some guys were just like that. Mostly the attacking players off the gate were guys that are cooking. Yeah. But then once he got figured out, it was a whole different ball game. So then I go upstairs and there's like four, there's four guys, three guys. No, two guys ahead of me to meet with NYCFC. It was Nico Hansen, my boy John Lewis, and then it was me. And then I was like, I didn't really know John. I only knew John because he went to Akron with Richie's brother. And I was like, oh, we're just chatting it up, whatever. We go, I go in the meeting room, and then he's at, he asked me the same things, but less intense than Oscar did. He was like, what kind of soccer do you like? Like, What teams did you grow up watching? Um, like, what do you think your best position is? And then he told me what he thinks my best position is. And I said, yo, whatever you think is right. <laughs> what, did tell, what did he tell you? <laughs> he was like, because I played, obviously I was playing left back and I was playing in the midfield. He was like, today you played uh, eight. And he's like, I really think you did really well. I think, he's like, I think that's your best position. He's like, you're good in, in tight spaces and you have good footwork and you're good at like Chris, like technically. And you're hearing that from Patrick. From Patrick. That's crazy. And Jeez. I was like, damn. All right, whatever you say, man. You got it. <laughs> I was like, we, are we still having this conversation? I'm like, yo. He was like, like we were talking my background and everything because he's from Senegal. Like he's born and raised in Senegal, and then he obviously moved to France. So like, it was like, it was more of a comfortable conversation. And then his assistant coaches and everyone was there, and it was it was different because it was in a hotel room, but it was very like informal, like telling me like what he expects and like this and that. He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll be in contact soon. And I was like, bro. I walked out of that bitch. I was like, yo. Wish. I said, yo, if you get me here. I told my agent again, but I said, yo, if you get me here. We're all good, man. Don't worry. And then, yeah, the draft. Draft day came. The light When the lights hit you, you're sweating. There's something else with those those real, like, those uh, interview lights. Yeah, they're hot, they're bro. Hot. It's like <laughs> infrared. Yeah, it's like infrared. Bro. So the draft day comes, and then, like, they're going through... Uh, I go fifth, number fifteen comes. Yeah, and it's Colorado. Oh shit! I was like, oh shit! <laughs> Are you kind of like, nah, don't take me? Here. Nah, cause I didn't know for sure I was going to New York. Okay, I just, okay. I just wanted to go there. Yeah, and so I was like, I still don't know. That's I still, still don't, don't know. know. I still so don't know. It's so crazy. To me. I was like, and then I go, I go. To, I'm like, yo. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm gone. And then my agent was like, yo, just wait and see. And I was like, <laughs> did he know? I'll, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, he knows. Knows. I was like, yo, just wait. And he was like, yo, just wait and see. I was like, what are you talking about? Just wait and see. I'm panicking right now. <laughs> and like at that point, there was only what 24, 25 picks or some shit like that. I don't know how many teams were in the league at that time, but like it was like I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go second round. I'm, I'm not that bad. I know I didn't play that bad. It's not even bad going in the second round. You know what I mean? But like yeah. I knew that like the way I progressed in in the combine. And the way, like, I had, like, six, seven meetings. Because some people only had, like, one, two meetings. Mm. Yeah. And then, like, I had a lot of meetings. And, I was and like, they were all in the same range. So I'm expecting to go in one of these ranges. And then <laughs> number 15, Colorado was like, oh, Colorado chooses midfielder. I was like, oh, from University of Denver. Because uh, he's they, obviously he's from Denver, Colorado. Yeah. The next guy, I think Denver went to the uh, championship that year. And I was like, wait, what? They promised me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they told me it was gonna be me. I was so so I'll tell you why what happened. So number 16 comes to Seattle. I'm like, okay. I know Seattle doesn't need a person in my position. Yeah. That's like that is a for sure. So I'm like, I'm not going 16. And I I'm then after that, I'm like, okay, Dallas has 17. 
and Montreal is 18. All right, I got two more on the board. After that, who knows what happens? It goes 16, and it's taking a long time. I'm like, yo, what's going on? See, oh, Seattle Sounders trade their number 16 uh, pick to New York City FC. That's and then, what's crazy to me, too. And then, then my, how they do trades in the middle of the draft. Yeah, yeah like, but it's like, that's like how NFL and all those guys yeah, do, too. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Like, yo, I'm not a big North American sports I'm guy. Not, I, that's why like, I don't watch either. football, I don't watch basketball, so like, I don't really know how the drafting system works. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude, these kids are like, you guys like, are, like, there, and they're, like, waiting for, like, bro, shit, panic shit to happen. And if you don't <laughs> and if you don't get picked, bro, it's one of the most awkward things yeah, I've ever experienced. Yeah, and there's a lot of people like, okay, this guy's next, this guy's next, this guy's next, and then, like, they're making like, decisions in the back mm-hmm. of like what's next. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. I still think like yeah, bro. So like <laughs> your family's I, the there pressure. too, just waiting. My, it's crazy. My family wasn't there. So like oh. New York, so if any anything happened, it was like all right. Like New York, <laughs> New York going home, man. New York didn't have a pick at all. Huh? New York they didn't have a pick at all. So they had to like make no, shit so, happen no, to get a pick. New York had the third round pick because they traded the year before for Jack Harrison. He won number one. He won number one. Okay. Yeah, in Richie's draft, he won number one. He went to Chicago, and then they traded picks. So New York City paid. Who had the third pick over? I forgot. New York City paid. I think Portland or something. Like, no, not Portland. New they York bought paid, their pick. They bought. They paid two hundred thousand for the third pick <laughs> in near in the in the same draft as mine. It's a lot of money for like for my boy Jonathan Lewis, yeah. who was a generation Adidas, he went to Akron, and then they paid seventy five thousand for me. Okay. 16 pick. And I was yeah. like, damn. That's crazy. So like before they called my name, they were, my agent goes like, Phew. I was like, nah. <laughs> like yo, New York City, I was like, yo, I got up. Yo, the lights. I was like, yo, my phone is blazing. Like, Shit, it's crazy. crazy how quick people are to just, uh, midfielder from University of Connecticut. I feel my phone just vibe in my pot. This is my name. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what's going on? My leg is hot. And I'm walking. I'm trying to walk up to the stage. I'm like, yo, don't. Leg is vibrating. Yeah, don't trip. Don't stutter when you're doing your speech. And make sure you don't forget to shake the commissioner's hand. Because that would be the most awesome walk thing. Trail. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Give me that contract. Pic- <laughs> right, I'd be too excited. Bro. Yeah, bro. You take the picture with the commissioner. You go up and then you... I mean, you're seeing all these lights. This is the first time I've the LA convention. Can't you see you're blind. Bro, you're like, I'm sweating. <laughs> Don't you know who you're talking to? Yeah. yeah, bro. I'm sweating. And apparently, uh, my agent was like, yo, you had one of the best speeches that after you went off, that everyone started off their speech the same way you did. <laughs> all the speeches before me, no one thanked God. I was really? the first one to do it. And then everyone after that, did it. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, how you just gonna go up there and just say, I wanna thank my mom and dad? And I'm like, bro, this is God, bro. I was there, I was there. I was like, yo. And at the same time, my leg is still on fire. <laughs> it's still vibrating. Still vibrating. You know when your phone gets too high and your battery just depletes yeah, ASAP? Yeah, yeah. Literally, that's what's going on, bro. I'm like, yo, this was, what's going on? My phone's crazy hot. So I go, me and Jonathan go to the back. Jack is, because Jack was at the draft as well. And like, we all introduce ourselves. Bro, the first test. Obviously, I say thank you to uh, Cla- uh, Claudio Reyna. I know he's in some mix-up right now. He's in some yeah. hot water. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Patrick Vieira and David Lee. Those guys are like, the guys like talked about. Obviously, I was like, yo, thank you guys for drafting me. I was like, yo, I wanted to come here. And he's like, I know. <laughs> like and After that, like me and Patrick had, had us, like a nice, a nice uh, relationship. But went to the back. The first text I got was from David Villa. Really? Yeah, he said. So you just got your number? 
I don't know how. <laughs> who is this? New this. It was things were moving so fast. I'm like, this that's is so it. New York. That's cool though. That's cool. That's it was yeah. so New York though. You felt like it was yeah. like you were in the streets of New York. That's how fast it was moving. Like, did he say like, hey, it's David Villa? Like, how'd you know? How'd yeah, you know he's it was like, him? he's like, hey, mate, it's David Villa. Uh, congratulations! Um, Can't wait to and like, welcome yeah. to the team. Can't wait to meet you. I was that's like, crazy, man. I was like, wow. I to start you are, And are are you having like flashbacks to like 2010? You're in Spain, bro. Like I watched oh the man God. live, Damn. Barca live, bro, against Getafe. If you guys remember that half volley that Danny Elvis scored against Getafe, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, bro. I was at that game, <laughs> nosebleeds, but I was there. <laughs> I seen matter. that. I seen yeah. that go live, bro. That shit was crazy. I was like. So the first, yeah, and then they texted me. We took all the pictures, all that stuff. The the biggest thing, obviously now it doesn't really matter, but coming from college, like when I'm I, as soon as I open my phone, like messages, messages. I go to like to important people first. No offense, sorry, <laughs> but I go to like my parents, this family and that, first. family yeah. first, and then I go to Instagram, blue check. I say yo. <laughs> Right away, bro. Oh, that shit was ASAP. No rock, bro. That shit was crazy. I was like, wow. That's a like you gained like two thousand followers. I was like, wow. You just saw this was going on. I'm like, I'm happy I did a cleanse on my Instagram before yeah. all of this happened. But yo, that's that crazy. shit was crazy. Yeah, the draft was amazing, yo, in LA, and that was the last time they had it in LA. Obviously, COVID fucked everything up. But yeah, it seems so long ago now. Yeah. Mm. And like, like your name gets called. Does your whole like footy career flash before your eyes? Like, what, what's that feeling you're having as soon as your name is called? I'm just like, damn, I made it, barely, because you still got to go to preseason and still got try to get your contract guaranteed, right? Yeah, yeah like you get drafted. Yeah. There's, get no, drafted. there's no, there's no guarantee. guarantee that you're gonna stay on the team. But in my head, I was like, yo, as long as I don't fuck up. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my contract guaranteed because you wouldn't pay all that money just to be like yo I'm kicking this guy out two weeks in preseason yeah so like that's where I kind of had the shift mm. and then during yeah so then when that happened I was like you know what like I'm here now it's like a brand new slate everything I worked for to get here that's one thing now I have to learn how to be a pro and then still learning till this day yeah, so, so you get to NYCFC day one. What's that first day like in that locker room? Who, who are you seeing? Like you're seeing these stars in front of you. What's that feel like? <laughs> first day we, so I go back to UConn because I was training there before the combine, and technically, I was still under scholarship till because I, I, gra- I was supposed to graduate in May 2017, but I finished all my school classes and stuff in December, so I left in December early. So I go back to UConn uh, to go move out my stuff. I'm saying bye to everyone. Have one last hurrah, and then I go from Connecticut to preseason in Jacksonville. I get there, and then we go to go to lunch. No, the first thing we do, yeah, we go to lunch, and then I see everyone. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> shit, change this whole ball game now. I'm like, nobody knows you. No one has to respect you, but like, I just go hi. Like, I knew Jack Harrison, and I knew Kyrie Shelton, and then Jonathan Lewis. So I had I knew guys that were already around my age age range. And those were those ones that came closest to me. And uh, and Shannon Gomez, who was my roommate in New York. So we were there. I was like, you know what? Let me just mind my business. Just observe, you know what I mean? Talk to these guys. Yeah. Don't try to talk to the big dogs. Like, I'm not on that level yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so first get there, shake everyone's hand. Hey, hey, hey. Like, nice to meet you, Kwame, Kwame. I go to Pirlo. 
Kwame me, goes, Andrea. I was like, wow, bro. I'm like, I'm like, that's amazing. Thanks, I know. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Yeah. I go, David, he's like, oh, David actually gets up. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. I was like, damn, well done. This guy. He was the captain yeah. at the time, right? He was the captain. Just came off his MVP year, too. So I was like, damn, this guy motivated. <laughs> and then the one time I got the respect, when I knew I was getting the respect from the guys, it's like, I, I went out of my way as a rookie to help like, collect balls, do all that stuff. You know what I mean? Rookie duties. Yeah, yeah. And like ask questions. Like you try to get close to the guys that are pro, but like you don't try to do it in a fan, fanish yeah. way. You know what I mean? You just do what you're supposed to do. And then like they try to help you. Like my whole time, my whole time playing with Andre, he helped me that whole year, his last year before he retired. And like I have stories for days with that guy. But that V too, like in the beginning, like helped me. Patrick used to come talk to me, like, yo, how do you like it? This and that. Like, just trying to get my perspective on things. Because you're coming from being the guy and you're back to the Not bottom of the barrel, zero. right? Round zero. Yeah, so it was it was dope walking in. And then, obviously, you have, like, the newcomers have to sing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was your song? What was your song? Uh, mine was Lean On Me. No, okay. Yeah, you have to, you know, you, know, you, know, you know the trick to those you have to put out. You have to sing a song that everyone will join in. Join in. So then you're not voice not heard the most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. That's a track you get emotional. Yeah, too. <laughs> but like, luckily me, I was in. I was in uh, the choir in church. So, so like, I can you. actually sing. So you were harmonizing. <laughs> yeah. So then after that, like every. Every other every week or every other week in preseason, they would make me sing again. And I was like, bro, <laughs> like they made me do it like three times, and I was like, bro. I've been here for three years now. But like every week, then like Pierlo comes to me, wow, you have a really good. I'm like, ah. Okay, but I, I want you to respect me for my soccer. But like, yo, cheers, know? cheers. Yeah, yeah. Like sing, rookie, sing. Yeah. yeah. Nah, he, he was he was just like, yo, you have a really good voice. He's like, yo, and then. He he'll come to me. He's like, "Yo, you want to sing again?" I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Can't say, to no. say no. To him, yeah, yo. Yeah, so so we were two weeks in preseason in Jacksonville, and it was a good time. Like obviously, just learning the ropes, like how they want to play and stuff like that. One thing is like they don't believe in fitness testing in New York City FC. Everything's really? with the ball, so like you get all your fitness. They do circuits and stuff like that. Yeah. you're not going there and be like, "Hey, we're running the yo-yo." That's cool though. Or we're running That's the cool. beep test. I find that weird coming from an American. Because I feel like a lot of NYCFC like is that. sister team to Man City. Yeah. So all of them, all of them, all of them all everyone there has been. Claudio played at the highest level in Europe. Patrick, you know Patrick. Yeah. Christian was that assistant coach to Roberto Mancini. Yeah. Christian Latanzi, who's the head coach at Charlotte right now. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was at, at in Europe. Like, you don't run the yo-yos and stuff like that. They test your fitness levels other ways. There's different ways of doing it. So. I appreciated that. <laughs> it's not like I'm not fit. It's just like running just to run gets me upset. And then boring. I get upset and then I just get bored. Yeah, it gets yeah. boring, right? It's boring. Yeah. yeah. You want to play with the ball. Yeah. So we got our fitness. And that shit was tiring as hell. I don't yeah. even lie. But yeah, so it was nice. The second leg of preseason though, where, where do we go? We, that's when I knew I was going to get my contract guaranteed. We went to Ecuador. Sick. Where'd you go? We went to Guayaquil. Oh, nice. We played against Emelec in a friendly. Oh, sick. At their new stadium. It was brand, brand, brand new renovated, right? And I actually got an assist that game. It was nice, bro. It was like, the play was nice. Like, <laughs> and for some reason, I always have that one thing that everybody's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and it's like, "All right, like you know." What you I mean? always got a highlight. I always got one highlight. Like, I don't score a lot. I assist a lot, but like I don't score a lot. All my goals I've ever scored in my professional career have been bangers only. I don't know why. But like, Paul, Paul Pogba. Yeah, yeah. Looks, that's it. Like I don't score tap ins. Only one. But like it is a big goal for some reason. Um. Yeah, we played against Emelec. 
I got an assist. We tied 2 2 because the starting 11, they had like Pirlo, David, and all those guys, they were down 2 0. Oh, really? Then he put in the trial list. The guys that knew you knew would have to work for it. The, they're oh, like, yo, this is our last chance. Yeah. And then we played there. And then after that, I had to go to a rookie symposium kind of thing, talk about financial literacy and all that stuff. And then, oh really? They do that for you? Yeah, guys? that's sick. Yeah, when you that's get good. yeah. So yeah. I went. I, so because we were already going to Phoenix for uh, second after uh, Ecuador, we went to Phoenix, and we were already going there to train. So then I went to Phoenix to do the rookie symposium, and then they gave they we took a bus back. They drove us all the way back to training. As soon as I took a bus. I had to go straight to training. I was like, bro, I know I'm a rookie, but I'm exhausted. That's <laughs> like, holy, but I got off the I got off the bus. I was wearing these old temples. Andrea Which ones? It was it was the newer temples, but like Andrea sponsored by Nike. Yeah. So he got the fresh out the fresh fresh. You know what I mean? So he comes to me, he's like, yo, what size are you? He's yo, he to me, he's like, yo, you like those? And I was like, I mean, I got them from free for free from Yukon, so like I, I gotta like them. You know what I mean? I have no choice but to like them. Yeah. And I wasn't really a temple temple guy, but at that point I was like, whenever I was try, try, testing different shoes. And then he goes to me, he gives me his cleats. He's like, Yo, I only wear these once. He's like, You can have them. I was like, Wait, what? For Still, have them? Still have them? Still have them. Signed nice. and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bro, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, I put I put them on, and then my dumb ass was like, I was like, I took them off real quick. I'm like, I'm never wearing these yeah. bitches, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> as soon as he's about to retire, I brought them. I'm like, yo, can you sign both of them? It has his daughter and son's name on it. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Wow. Son, you has a picture, bro. They're sick. Yeah, my mom has them in some type, in like glass. I don't know where she put them, but it's like glass thing. It's dope. He took care of you, huh? That's a homie. Trust me. That was legendary. Yeah. I got stories with that guy for days, man. Yeah, what's, Pierlo's- your, what's your best Pirlo story? <laughs> Um, I needed a ride one time. PG, he, PG. <laughs> no, nah, I needed, a, I needed, I needed a ride one time to Manhattan, and he was the only one who like was going that way. And I'm like, damn. I was like, I that. know we talk, like you know what I mean. Like I have pictures with him, I have videos with yeah. him on my phone and everything. Like we talk. Like his son, me and his son still chat till this day. Like his really? son, yeah, his son got me a Ronaldo. Juventus jersey signed oh, when he was at Ronaldo when because Pirlo was a coach. That's sad. Pirlo yeah. really liked you then. Yeah, That's, bro. I was like, yo, can because I I did it I did it for like uh, my friend's grandparent was passing away, so I gave him, I got him to sign it right. So then I, I go I'm like my friend Tommy McNamara is like my Tommy you live in Chelsea in Manhattan I need to go there I'm meeting my friend like for lunch I'm like can you drive me? He was like. Uh, I'm going to my parents' house in Westchester because he was from originally from New York as well. He's like, he's like, yo, ask Andrea. I usually drive with him. I'm like, ask Andrea. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I have his number. I'm like, yeah. in person it'll be a lot better. I'm like, yo, Andrea. Um, I wanted to know if you can give me a ride to so and so because I heard that you live over there. He's like, oh yeah, no problem, no problem. I said. Like, <laughs> but he's a subtle guy like imagine he was sponsored by jeep audi playstation nike all that stuff and he drew drove a q3 i'm not saying q3 is a small car but like yeah a man like him david yeah. was driving a bentley in the winter <laughs> yeah, yeah. two-door bentley in the winter i was like okay and then you go in his car we're just talking he's like oh like how like you're from toronto this and that he's like oh one of my close friends seb was juvinko I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you guys played at Juve together. And then he's like, yeah, I love Toronto. This is not a good Italian community. 
And then we we're just talking about little things. And I asked him, I was like, yo, I know I'm not one of your close friends. I'm like, yo, are you going to retire? He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah. I was like, wow. I was like, I won't tell no one, but like, really? He's like, ah, yeah. He's like, it doesn't make any sense because at that point he was on the bench. He's like, there's no point in bringing me a 38-year-old off the bench. Like, what yeah. am I going to do? Maybe score a free kick, but like, if that, like, yeah, I'm a defensive li liability. I'm not bringing any offense. He's not really running at that point. He's not running. He's not bringing any offensive juice except for set pieces at that yeah. point, right? So I was like, damn. And then he turns on the radio and you just hear like straight hip hop, like New York hip hop. Oh. And he's like, this. Uh -huh. I was like, wait, hold on. I'm like, you listen to this? He's like, yeah. He's like, what do you expect? I'm like, wait, what? Like Italian opera. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking like he's listening to like. Pop music, like regular, regular, regular. Top 40. Yeah. yeah, like you know what I mean? But he's listening to like stuff that we're listening to. I'm like, yo, you re He's like, yeah, like I listen to this. I'm like, damn. <laughs> and like my locker on game days, this is after I think, like Kyrie was injured. So whenever Kyrie was there, my locker was always beside him. So like my debut, my locker was right beside uh, Andreas. So like going in, like the day of my, the, my debut, like talking, this and that. But yeah, that's he dropped me off, and then you're just like, yo, yeah, don't tell nobody, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's Damn. great. So you was, what was he like? What artist was he bumping? Bro, if I could remember, yo, it was it was like hardcore rap though. That's great. It was hardcore New York rap. I was like, yo, this guy is a don. <laughs> like, bro, he's the most interesting man ever. Like, you ask him anything, he knows the answer. Damn. Yeah. What's what's the what's like the one piece of advice he gave you? You still have with you today. Playing with him, the one piece of advice that he gave me, okay, other than, so whenever I used to be on his team, if I was, like, on the second team, before a game, the day before a game, like, okay, you have to be New England and New York, the starting 11 to go against us. If I won the ball and I didn't play him the ball, he'll look at me, he'll be like, Kwame, just play me the ball, don't worry. I was like, all right, yo. <laughs> so then I just, every time I got the ball, I played it to him, and I've seen this guy make guys do spins, <laughs> cycles, and slow, and he's doing this in slow motion. And I was like, damn. But the one thing he told me, he was like, you should use, he's like, there's not a lot of lefties in the world. He's like, you should use that to your advantage. He's like, you're athletic, you have a good left foot, and he's like, you understand the game at, at, a, at a high level. He's like, use that to your advantage because there's always going to be opportunity for some, because not that many lefties. There's mm. always going to be opportunity for you to play. And I was like, damn. He's like, yeah. and just, he's like, have fun. He's, I'm like, you're, you're all retiring now. So like, <laughs> you can me tell me to have fun, yeah. but like, I can't just pull up on a pitch and act like it's a kick. I've been doing this for 30 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, but he's like, no, but that's what the best players, that's how they go on the field doing. They just have fun. They don't, don't give yourself any pressure. He's like, you're already here. So there's a reason why you're here. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's great. It's all about lefties. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah, because he told me he reminded me. I reminded him of Kojo Asamoah that used to play for Juve. Nice. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. The first that was like one of my first preseason games. I got I got two assists, and he's like, yo, you remind me of Kojo Asamoah from Juve. I was like, wow, yo. I'm like, I'm Ghanaian too. So I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. So it was dope. Yeah, Andrea. Andrea was most. He's like the Dosekis commercial. Most interesting. Most interesting. Man, man, yeah. Like he should replace the guy, but he went to Heineken <laughs> instead. So. <laughs> Legend, yeah, bro. What a legend. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, what's something do you have any regrets about your NYCFC career? Anything you'd change? Um, 
I don't even like now looking back at it, I would say like, yeah, I was just naive. I came from I signed my first professional contract with 20, 20 turning 21. And then like you move from Toronto to Connecticut and then you go to New York City and it's your eyes are like, yo, 21, you're legal to do anything. It wasn't like I was going gallivanting and stuff like that. It was just a matter of how to stay professional. Like when things are not going my way, having a even keel like demeanor. Mm-hmm. Me growing up, I've always like you you can see my like emotions on my face. You know what I mean? I wear my heart on my sleeve. So if I'm mad, you're gonna know I'm mad. Yeah. If I'm ticked, like if I'm happy, you're gonna know I'm happy. I'll be like the happiest guy in the room. So like that was one thing that I had to balance. Like Patrick used to tell me, he's like, yo, if I didn't say a word at training, he'll come to me after training. He's like, yo, what's wrong? He's no, like, yo, yeah. smile. He's like, you're not dying. You're not at war. <laughs> and I was like, and I'll tell him, like, I'm mad because I'm not playing. And he's like, just continue doing what you're doing. He's like, yo, just develop. Don't worry. And then when things started to go well, I was like on top of it. But like NYCFC wasn't really, like that team was too stacked. It was a stacked And we team. didn't have a second team. So the guys yeah. that didn't play, you just didn't play. Yeah. That so you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you couldn't. You couldn't find the only way you could find a way to play was like you had to take training like super seriously more than the other guys that were playing because that was the only way you get your fitness. And then obviously the day of the game, you train before you go to the game. So that was the only way to really get any type of match fitness. So my goal the first year was like, yo, let me just make the roster, 18 man roster because I hated those trainings before the game. They shits was miserable. The running. Wow. yo, It was ball work. But, like, my strength coach, you play him the ball, and he'll just kick it down the line. And you're like, yo, fam. Because <laughs> you have to get the same amount of distance that these guys are getting in the game. But, like, you're thinking you see the balls out, but, like, you're playing a one-two, and he's playing a one-two from half to, like, the 18. And you're just running. you're like, all right. <laughs> so I hate it. So I'm like, yo, let me just make consistent 18s. And then, yeah. I mean, that's my only regret, just not being able to properly balance my emotions. Sometimes I let it get the best of me, and it... I don't play well when I'm mad. I'm opposite of Richie. Richie mm. plays amazing when he's in. When he gets a yellow <laughs> at Toronto FC, you're like, okay, hey, something's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I, people always tell me, like, yo, you and Richie are the total opposite. Mm. Yeah. That's why you guys work well together, though. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's always, I, I seen him the other day. I was like, yo, stop getting yellows. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it just takes one ref for you to swear at him after you have a yellow and then you get a red, right? So I'm like, yo, just chill. You got time to keep getting yellows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has to, someone probably just has to foul him hard for him to get angry, and then he's like, all right, that's what it is. Yo, he's always down to scrap. Yeah, he that's is, what always. it is, yo. It's hilarious, but, yeah, I think that was my only regret from NYCFC. Other than that, organization, amazing. Facility, amazing. Got to meet some When Man City came to train, got to meet Mikel Arteta, Pep, Leroy Sané, Mares, all those guys. That's yeah, crazy. It was cool, man. Crazy. Um, and while you were in MLS, who's the best player you played against? Miguel Marone. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. Giovinco, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, Giovinco, I was playing midfield, so I never really had to be close to him because he was not coming back to detract anyone. Oh. So, like, obviously you would say Giovinco. Yeah. But that 2017, 2018 year, bro, Miguel Marone was moving like... Was that the year they won? Yeah, 2018 they won. Yeah, right. That's when yeah. they just smoked the table. Bro, this guy was moving like Prime Di Maria. I was like, yo, why are you... He kind of plays like him. Yeah, yeah I was like, does. yo, I'm like, yo, why are you here? 
I was like, why are you still in MLS? Like, so when he got the move to New, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. he had like 21 goals, like 17 assists. I'm like, bro, why are you still here? And he's cooking now, man. Yeah. And he, he yeah, would get, yeah, he's, Newcastle's going crazy right now. He would get the ball from the center back, play it to the midfielder, get it back, play it to Martinez, get it back, play it out wide, run in the box, either get an assist or score. I'm like, bro, you're just everywhere at all times. Yeah, him, Nico Ladero, uh, obviously Giovinco. Um, who else was really good? Um, oh, Piatti. Piatti couldn't get the ball off that guy. Piatti was a good player. Yeah, Piatti was disgusting. And then Diego Valeri when he was in his prime as well. Yeah, those guys are those are like true tens though. Like Piatti yeah. was our game plan was like, yo, three guys on Piatti, we gonna lose from whoever else is on the field because we can't let this guy just tear. Like we used, as soon as he got the ball. Our winger would like trap back, and our uh, eight on that side, like triple teaming, and he had to pass the ball backward. We're like, yeah. okay, it's fine. <laughs> a lot of ballers. Yeah, bro. And um, at what point do you get on the national team radar? Um, I don't know if you guys remember. For a short stint, Octavio Zambrano was the national team head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was he? He brought them to the. Yeah. He's the one that first brought uh, Afonzi, mm. and he brought them to the quarterfinals of the Gold Cup. They beat that was 2017? 2017. Yeah. They beat Costa Rica or some shit like that. Fonzie scored. Um, we... I, I got on the national team radar because once I got signed to NYCFC and I was trying to... The U23 coach was... was it wasn't Artavio. It was... Damn it. Damn, I forget his name. It's okay, I'll come Not back. Michael Finley. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike Finley, bro. It was, it was him, and he was like, at first I wasn't supposed to get called up, but I think because some people dropped out, they called me up to the U23 camp um, in Qatar, 2017. Yeah. And I was like, at that point, I was like, bro, I don't really care about the Kenyan national team. They, they let all of us fly under the radar. Me, Richie, Kyle, all bro. None of us are on any youth national team except for Chris Nanko. Damn. Dude, yeah. Not even Kyle. Kyle. What, the only reason Kyle went to the U twenty Concacaf like qualification because he got drafted number one. They knew he was he mm. got a GA and he got drafted yeah. number one to Orlando City. So Rob Gale had to bring him, or also to look crazy on Canada for not bringing him. Right. So then, um, yeah. that that first call, like, is it the coach actually like calling you? Like, how does that first call go I down? mean, you get an email. an email. So, like, my 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 agent goes, like, yo, the national team uh, might message you. Uh, is that something you're interested in? And I was like, I mean, I guess. I'm like, when is... He's like, you can stay at New York. Like, he's like, I want you to use this as leverage to get more minutes at New York. And I was like, he's like, yeah, have a conversation with Patrick and see what he says. And I was like, go to Patrick. I was like, Patrick, um, the U23 Olympic national team, like, Asked me to go to a camp in Qatar for two weeks. And it was like middle of March. I think March break, like end of March. He was like, and the season was about to start. He was like, he's like, yo, don't worry about it. He's like, if the youth national, if the national team calls you, anyone on this team, he's like, I'm going to tell you to go. He's like, there's nothing better playing than playing for your national team. And I was like, damn. In my head, like I said, I, it took me like, damn, this guy don't need me. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn, yo. I was kind of hoping you'll say like, yo, you know, I stay out. I want you to you. play. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, nah, he's like, I'll do it for anyone. It's not just you. And I was like, all right. So I ended up going to Qatar, 14-hour flight. This is when 
I think this is when they knew they were about to get the bid for the World Cup, and they were building. It's nothing like it was now, but like they were building buildings. It was hot as hell there, and we went, uh, trained at the Aspire Academy, and we played in the Rich Chavi Hernandez, Coach El Said yeah. El Saad, in Qatar. Yeah, yeah, and we played at their stadium. I actually have a picture with them. What was that Chavi. like meeting Chavi? Bro, he is small. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait, y'all let this guy boss you guys around the field? Like, yo, I'm like, yo, this is the man that is cooking you guys, bro. Like, you couldn't even get near this man. I was like, nah, there's no way. That's when you know talent, like, it's sent from God. Yeah. There's no way someone like, bro, he's like five, five, six, if. That's two of those that. guys boss in the midfield. Yeah. yeah. Same height. Pirlo is short too, no? Pirlo is no. like five nine. Five, yeah. Nine, yeah, yeah. five nine, five ten around there. Yeah. But, dog, this guy was small, bro. I was like, yo, no way. <laughs> I mean, no way we're getting cooked. <laughs> like, you guys are getting cooked. But it was amazing. I'm like, because I told him, like, oh, I played for NYCFC. He's like, oh, with David. And I was like, yeah. And we sent David a picture. And then he's like, oh, I was like, oh, tell him I said hi. Blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, we played. I got to the national team playing guitar. My first game, they played me as a right back. Uh, first time ever right, right back. back as a left footer as a left footer but who's playing left back yeah who else was on that Please squad tell me the left back was at least left footed left back was left footed okay <laughs> there's a lot of left footies out there then yeah. <laughs> that a little bit odd at, at first they were playing Mark Anthony K at left back what really yeah they played Yo. Mark Anthony K at left back he's left footed too he's yeah. left footed but he started off as a winger and like a left wing back and then he ended up in the midfield when he went to LAFC. Really? Yeah. At Louisville, before he went to LAFC, he, he was, was a on winger. the winger. He was a winger. Yeah, I didn't know that. They played him at left back, and they, they're like, yo, Octavio, who's it? Octavio comes to me in the meeting before the game. Because they're like, oh, they give you a sheet of paper when you get there. Like, your name, like your best positions, like your jersey number, or some shit like that. Whatever. So I put, I put center mid, left mid, left back. Wait, wait, the, you have to fill out a questionnaire about yourself? Yeah, because Octavio didn't know anybody. Because remember, that was when Canada tied 1-1 to Scotland. Frazier scored that game. So he came from Scotland to straight to Qatar because he wanted to see, like, the our... He's like, I want to be part of the whole system. So he came from Scotland when we tied 1-1 and came to Qatar, and he didn't know anyone. So we had to fill out, you know oh, what I mean? Because so he's brand new. He was, like, yeah. two weeks in. So then I put left back, whatever. So the, literally the next morning he comes to me after breakfast. He's like, Kwame, Kwame, he's like, I know. He's like, oh, first of all, how are you, obviously? And then it's like, how's NYCFC? I'm like, it's good, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, are you getting playing time? I'm like, I mean, the season just started, bro. It's March. It started, first game was March 3rd. <laughs> I was like, it's March. We're in Qatar, March 17th. No, I haven't played yet. <laughs> he's like, all right, he's like, um... I know you said you could play center mid, uh, left mid, and left back, but we have a lot of guys in those positions right now. Cause a lot of guys that are like a lot of guys that are like right footed want to play left wing, and then the lefties want yeah. to play left wing, and then there's no one really, you know what I mean? It was like a lot of, and then we had a lot of midfielders. Man, Manuel Paricio, who was there? Was he there? Yeah, he was there. Kevin Alleman was there. Mark Anthony, uh, Jordan Hamilton. Louis Belongo yeah, was there. Solid squad. Was, yeah. yeah. It was, at that time, those were the guys that were like the guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Richie was supposed to come, but I think he, he ended up getting hurt. He hurt his groin when he was at Orlando. So then 
He's like, yo, can you play right back? I was like, I'm gonna play. No, but I can. No, but I will. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? I, I never complain. I was like, as long as I'm on the field, bro. Y'all, you guys put me in this position. So if this doesn't work out, it's not my it's fault. On you. On you. <laughs> I, I'm gonna do this to the best of my abilities. That's not my fault. Yeah. So I go. We're playing. We play Kazakhstan first game, and I'm playing right back. I'm, luckily, I'm a lefty that can actually use the right foot to a certain. Like I'm not hitting bangers with my right foot, no, but yeah. I can hit a long ball. I can, you know what I mean? I can pass. So at first, in the, when we're playing, like they play it out to my to me, and I'm using my right foot. These guys are thinking I'm right footed. The other team, so I'm playing the ball down the line with my right foot, whatever, playing well. And then randomly, I'm like, you know what? I just get comfortable, and I just start shifting body going inside. They're like, yo, wait, what's going on? Like this guys left. The guys like, yeah, they're like, yeah, this guy's left footed playing. So I'm cutting in. I'm playing switch balls to the other side, like playing. Slip balls are like, nah, what's going on? This don't make no <laughs> sense. You're like, let me turn up real quick. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not even overlapping. Am I overlapping to do a cross on my right foot? Hell no. Nah. I'm just there support, cut, cut, inside. In, cut inside, play one twos. I was doing all. So then they were like, yo, wait, damn. So we ended up winning that game 2 nothing, I believe. Yeah, we played winning 2 nothing, And then the next game we played against actually Qatar. They had some nice guys, but there's a lot of foreigners. So they gave a lot of guys passwords. There's like a couple of Brazilians and stuff on that team. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you, you know, the, the national Huh? You 20? You 23. You 23 already. You know, yeah. their main team, they have like they a lot of Portuguese. Like, yeah, but yeah, that Dutch. young, though. That young is pretty young. Like, get young. Yeah. Man. But it's probably these guys like sons and stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? But we go, we were playing. We played, that's when we played them at El Saad Stadium. And that was the first time I was in a stadium that was air conditioned. I was oh. like, yo, it's hot, but it's cold. <laughs> like, it's humid, but it's not. I'm, I'm like, yo, what's going on? Yeah. I, I swear, like, some of the players in Qatar are getting sick because of that. Yeah, it's yeah. actually AC. Like, you you feel it when you, you stop, stop running. running yeah. When you stop running, you're like, okay, I feel the actual breeze. Mm. But, like, obviously, it's in the desert. It's still kind of, it's humid, mm. but, like, it's still kind of breezy. And I, I get that feeling. Yeah. Get it. It's, like, muggy in there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's muggy in there, but, like, when you go outside the stadium, like, it's a de- the desert breeze. Yeah. So, like... We were, we were playing and we, I think we beat against, we beat Qatar three, two or three, one. And I balled that game. What? I can't, Octavio came to me after the game. He was like, him and Michael Finley were like, yo, you were the man of the match. And I was like, well, thank you. I got right back? Left back. Well, I, they switched me. They were, yeah. they're like, yo, they were <laughs> like, yo, you did well right back, but we're going to put someone else who's a natural right footer there. And I was like, yo, finally. Thank you. And I went, and I went left back and I actually got assist to Petrasso. Because me and Pachaz, we played against, we played with each other yeah. when we were young. I'm Actually, like, I think I watched that game on, yeah, on my computer. Yeah. Get a clip ball over top and he like chipped the goalkeeper. We ended up winning like 2 1 or 2 3 1 or something like that. And we we re- we did really well that camp. And then he came up to came, came up to me. He's like, I'm going to bring a couple guys to the camp. We'll be we play Carousel in Montreal. Versus the uh, men's national team. Men's national team. And he's like, Yo, I'm going to. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna keep in contact with you. Just like, make sure you're doing well in New York. Mm. Like, all right. So my first national team camp was in Montreal. When we played against Carousel. Was it BMO? Yeah, BMO field. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did it? Uh, did it hit different playing for your country? Honestly, I don't even lie. I didn't even play that game. I was on the bench. Oh shit. Cooling. But, <laughs> but like, even right. like when you were playing like U23. Oh, U23. Yeah, it yeah. was. It definitely hit different, especially Qatar. Like the fields, everything was nice. Like you had. There's no excuse for you. If you were good, you, you could tell if you were yeah. good. You know what I mean? There's no excuses. Um, But just the fact, that was my first ever. I got called up to a U20 camp one time in Florida, and they hated on us because me, Kyle, and, and Chris 
were the only ones that were in the college system. They're like, oh, if you don't play for a TFC Academy or Montreal or Vancouver, you're not going to get called up. Really? And I'm like, half, more than half of the guys that are playing, that were playing at that time, don't even play soccer no more. That's crazy. I promise you, bro. I know. I it get was it. absolutely I wild. I and it. the one that was coaching that national team was doesn't even coach no more. Well, uh, makes sense. The, the youth teams were missing out on so much talent so back then. Much. I, I don't even think uh, Tejan played for the youth team until oh, like U23. Until, until U23. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. It was wild. Like, you look at, like, obviously I say me, Rich. Chris is the only one that played. But you look at guys like Borges played U17, but then didn't get called up again until after that stellar season, 2019 with Forge. And then you have guys like Becker. Until he got to TFC, he wasn't, like, he was on the U20, I think, one time. And then after that, he was on the Olympic team, I lied. He was on the Olympic team one time. But at that time, Canada, like, you only only called up the players that were on professional teams just because they're on professional teams. It wasn't because they were good. It wasn't because because he had to make a namesake for them. You know how many guys that you look down the list had sands attached? You know what I mean? They had no club that were getting called up, and it didn't make any sense, right? So... Just I mean, playing favorites, pretty much. Yeah, but of. back back then it's different though, because like college was like the main route for mm-hmm. some of these players, even like yourself. You yeah. know, you weren't playing seventeen and playing professional football. No, you were playing college football. That's it. And some of the best players at the time were playing college football. Exactly. Yeah. But they didn't want to make it seem like oh, they got college players playing professional football here. Yeah. Professional yeah. level, sorry. Yeah. Level football. When you go to like the U twenties, you see a guy and you see his name. Oh, he plays at University of Connecticut. They're like people won't take you but seriously. That, but that back then, like that was the best players went to college, yeah. <laughs> because there was no like. Yeah, TFC Academy, they weren't signing guys like that. And you could tell, a lot of the homegrowns from TFC, other than the ones now I'm talking about, like the ones my, like one man who got signed, Mm -hmm. Chris Manella, Jordan Hamilton, even Jordan Hamilton was scarcely playing. And then like some of the guys just fell through the cracks. Sergio Camargo was there, signed a homegrown. Like Mark Anthony Kay was there and ended up coming back. Obviously, he had to go through his route, ended up coming back. Osa was there when Uruguay came back. So like that time TFC it wasn't like they were producing like it was just it was fresh and like they were just kind of like yeah it was, it was yeah and was because like, they sucked so much it was like they were trying to market their team so they get like the Robert Earnshaws and all those guys like it wasn't working so I mean I think they got it somewhat right now but it's just giving the guys the young guys opportunity I always tell these young guys I'm like yeah if we were in your position like if we grew up in this age how competitive we are now I'm like you guys are spoon fed bro. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's easier now because now yeah. if you say, oh, okay, now you 20 team, but he's playing for a CPL team, for example. That's what I mean. Now, you, but but back then, you're literally playing college football. That's the yeah. best football. You're telling me the guys that are on my Sigma team, instead of going D1, they probably, half of them probably went CPL, and like the better half probably would in MLS already. Yeah. And that and the, the, the... Or in Europe already, yeah. just because yeah. of like how things are going right now. Now, especially the, all the... All the, the, young, the youth are going all of them. All the Europe. scouts coming yeah. from Europe to Canada now. To like try to find a new Alfonso and next Jonathan Even David. FTF. Like, yeah. they, these kids literally have their... They're literally invited. They're invited to showcase themselves. Yeah. Well, you have to be good. You have to be good. We had to email all these coaches. Yeah. Bobby, that shit was miserable. Bobby said, yo, email the university. I'm like, bro, I don't want to go there. Why are you telling me email them? He's like, yo, can't leave. You have to leave your options open. I was like, bro, no. Emailing, I wasn't formal like that. I didn't know emails, bro. So you just come watch me play. I was trying to just type, come watch me play. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy yeah. how times have changed. Times have changed, but, I mean, but it's good. Yeah, you, someone has yeah. to pave the road, right? Like, imagine Becker. Yo. Becker was at Ajax when Christian Eriksen was there, U17. And 
he could have stayed at Ajax, but because Canada's so low in the FIFA rank at that time, probably 100, he didn't get an opportunity to stay there. Like, imagine where his career would have went, him and Christian Eriksen playing in the midfield together. And then he went to Crystal Palace. Canada's still too low. <laughs> imagine, instead of going to TFC, he could have been in England. Yeah. So, you know, you know what, see what happens? But, like, now these kids play f- five games for Toronto FC at the age of 17, 18. Man City wants them. Yeah. Arsenal wants them. Like, that's true. wild, bro. That's true. And some of them are, I mean, like, starting players are still, Not like... starting players. They're just fresh out of the academy, but they play because someone got hurt. They play a couple minutes. They do well. They're oh, you can play at this level. Kudos to them, man. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I'm not hating. I'm no, just no, saying, no. like, I wish. They got a good. Yeah. I was like, you got a good. I <laughs> they wish. They got a good. Yeah. If, if you were in that era? Yeah. yeah. Or like, the era Things now? could have been... Different. You could have been in Europe right now. Who knows? Yeah, man. But, like, it's never too late, to be honest. It's just... Mm-hmm. You just need that one... One year, one good year can change your whole life. You still got time. I told Rich, I told Richie that too. I was yeah. like, bro, when he left Orlando City, and I was like, yeah, you're gonna go to Toronto FC. I know it's like a trial, but you get signed here, you're at home, you're comfortable. Everyone here, you know, like it's familiar. You don't have to worry. You just focus on soccer. Boom, took off. Nottingham at 27. You never thought people were getting signed at 27 to your. That was a clubs. big move. You know what I mean? So. Always possible. Just takes that one chance. That's what I mean. Do you That's have like a dream league of that you would want to play in? I know obviously you're a Barca fan. I don't do. want to play in La Liga though. I would yeah. like I'm a Barca fan, but like not to make it racial. I know what they do with the black men in Barca, bro. <laughs> yeah, same, <laughs> yeah. same thing for Italy. Yeah, so bro. That's not, it's, it's not to make it racial, but like Dembele got the most assists for Barca the other the last year. And now, like, if he plays bad, it's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it makes but it makes no, but it makes no sense though. It's yeah, it like, yo, this is the same guy that was carrying you guys, not carrying, but you know what I mean? Yeah, created the most opportunities for your team, and then once he fucks up, it's a whole and it's like England. Harry Kane missed a PK. You don't hear, you don't see no one making any big yeah, articles. That's, that's what we, mentioned, yeah. that we mentioned that too. We mentioned that too. So it's also, just, a lot of Spanish uh, fans are like, kind of they're kind of like brats because once the things go the wrong way, they. That's Spain for you, though. Spain. That's the difference know. between Spain and the other, like, Hispanic countries. Yeah. It is. It's uh, the prima donnas, bro. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, it doesn't go their way. You see the bouginess. Even, like, I met that V, like, you see the high-end, like... It's their culture. The, yeah, the the poshness in their... Yeah. Like, you can't call... If you say... If you mix them all, are you Mexican? Nah, they'll fight <laughs> oh, you. They'll, they'll, they'll get cheese, man. You say any... Like, I mean, Forge, we travel to all these South America, Panama, Costa Rica, all those places. It's a lot different. Those guys... Get it from the mud. So yeah. you understand them more. Mm. <laughs> These guys in Spain, nah. The high class. Yeah. I mean, if they, if obviously Barcelona came to me and said, yo, of course I'm going to say no. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like country, I would definitely, I'd love to play England or Germany. Germany would be yeah. cool. Germany would be a cool. Germany's, cool. Germany's. A lot I feel more. like a lot of like talent that goes to Germany tends to. Become, yeah, they, it's they not as challenging as the Premier League, though. It's not. Yeah, That's but th- it doesn't have to be as challenging. If you're trying to get the best out of a player, sometimes... It's better development, I the think. not as challenging yeah. league is better, even though it's still a top five league. Yeah, yeah, that's why, yeah. Less pressure, too. Less yeah. media ridicule. Not as many people. eyes on you, also. Obviously, there's a lot of eyes. I, mean, I met, yeah, I met a couple. Obviously, I played with Roman Berkey at St. Louis, and then um, another guy, um, Edwin Leuven, that played at uh, Hoffenheim, and he played somewhere else in the Bundesliga. But And Bochum? Bochum? Bochum. Both, yeah, is that yeah. how you pronounce it, Bochum? Yeah. yeah, he played there as well. And they were telling me, it's like, there's a lot of people that know who you are, but they play so many games that, like, you don't even have time to even do it. Like, yeah. he said for home games, the team used to sleep in a hotel the day before the game. Like, you couldn't even sleep at home before the wow. game. 
at when he played for Borussia. Oh, I was what? like, bro, this is why this is different. So like, yeah, like those Germany's a top five league and stuff like that. But obviously, outside of like Leipzig, Dortmund, Bayern, Leverkusen, Leverkusen, yeah. Like Leverkusen cooked us. We played them. We played yeah. them in November, St. Louis. Oh yeah. Us, yeah bro. Callum Hudson Doy after two minutes in back off his back, pass off his back. I said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, on a, they're, they're in a different playing field still. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay. We concede. <laughs> oh, I'm out now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Sub but coach definitely Germany or, definitely Germany or England. I mean, I think that fits. Good choices, man. Yeah. Fits the profile. Germany is just like those guys are like engines though. Yeah, they are. Yeah, That's how they're built. They're like they're like robots in yeah, Germany. Robots, and then obviously England's England. pace and power, what you have. Pace so. and power, yeah, <laughs> well, I try I mean. my best, trying to keep it. <laughs> my strength and conditioning coach says I'm hitting my my peak testosterone levels now. Oh yeah, so he said it's, <laughs> it's all downhill from here. I said, yo, don't tell me that. Yeah. I said, yo, just say yo, you're gonna feel pain a little bit more after games. Like that's it. I mean, he's wording it in a different way yeah. where it's like, so don't just tell me I'm getting old. Like just say yo, you're gonna feel a little more sore. After games, that's it. It's prime now, though. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Just turned 27, so it's calm. Intelligence is at a high. Yeah. Yeah, so after New York, you go to Forge. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that experience like? Entering a new league, CPL, first professional league in Canada. What were your like thoughts like heading into it? Oh, I saw my roster and I said, yo, we're going to whoop everybody's ass. Jeez. I swear. Yeah. I was like, I seen who was on the team, and I didn't even have to think about who else was on Anywhere else. Competition. Yeah. Competition. Like I knew like the West Coast had good guys, but I was like, we got seventy five percent of the Sigma. So that's already a chemistry thing. Yeah. And then we got the best the next best available players. It wasn't our twenty nineteen wasn't our best team. Our best team was obviously twenty twenty one when we were just out of we were just on a roll. But like twenty nineteen was that team where it was like Going into the new league, you didn't know what to expect, but I knew that at least I would get better as a player because I knew who I was playing with and I knew who was co like our coaching staff. Mm -hmm. So even if the competition wasn't as good, I knew training every day would be competitive. So regardless, I was gonna I was gonna progress, even if it was gonna be gradually. Um, twenty nineteen, yo, they did it well. The opening game, like what eighteen thousand people at uh, Tim Horton Stadium. These guys scoring the first 30 seconds and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> Who's scoring? Like, uh, Ryan Telfer. Oh shit. York United. We played York the first game. Yeah, that was first the first game. goal? First game. First, first goal. goal. Jim Brennan. First red card. Manny Aparicio that same game. Um, yeah, we end up tying. We started off terrible. Everybody's like, yo, what's wrong with Ford? It's like, look at your roster. This and that. You guys have this, this. We had the best like infrastructure because obviously the Thai Cats had the stadium and everything. Um, and then. We had the we were the first team to do Concacaf League, just because we they said Bob Young basically built the league, so it was like hey yo Forge, and Forge Edmonton, Pacific and one other team Valor. If, whoever won the most out of those four teams got to represent CPL and Concacaf. Cool. So we won the most games in between all those teams, and then we got to represent. So that's when we played Olympia. We played for a team first. I forgot what the team was at first. And then we played Olympia and we won. So that was our biggest win at first in 2019. But CPL itself, like how they launched it and everything, if it wasn't for COVID, it would be a lot better than it is now. Yeah. Because taking away a whole year and a half, basically, yeah. is 
starting, you're starting new. Yeah. Again. You're starting brand new. You're starting brand new, and the the fact that they're able to move everything to Prince Edward Island and it was run excellently, like there was really no complaints except the fact that like sometimes the food was ass. Yeah. <laughs> like at that point, it's like, bro, we're try- there's you can't really. It's too hard to feed so many people, and we're all from outside of the province. Yeah. So it's like we couldn't just all just walk out and go buy stuff. So so people just DoorDash or whatever. But um, yeah, and then 2021, everybody had high expectations of us. Um, CONCACAF League again. And like I think that was our main focus because we were so close in 2020. And I'm sorry, Tristan Henry, I'm going to shut you. I'm going to say something. You didn't have to try to croif that guy in Dominican. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that goal. I think so, yeah. Against the Haitian team, and we lost in PKs. If we won that game, we would have qualified the Champions League. Oh, really? Bro. Damn. We ended up tying 1-1, going to PKs, and then and we played on we played on the field probably like equivalent to Bray Buff high school. <laughs> Jeez. <I swear>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it was miserable, bro. I was like, this, and this is a COVID year. So, like, imagine just traveling back and forth. Like, we'd even try, we went from, where did we go first? We went from El Salvador back home. Then we went straight to once we stayed two days in uh, Canada because if you don't, you wouldn't be able to train because you had to quarantine for two weeks. And they're like, "Yo, we're not staying oh, here too sucks. long. We're let you guys go home, family time." Then two days later, we flew to Panama. Panama yeah. was more open, more lenient. Just had a curfew at, uh, at eleven. We played against Taro. They beat FC Dallas the year before in Champions League, and then we beat, we ended up winning that game. So then we ended up playing this the Haitian team, and they were like. A team that was not even, bro. It couldn't tie anyone's shoes, bro. And we were up one nothing, cruising. We scored in like the first ten minutes, and that happened in like in the seventy fifth minute. And then they just parked the bus, wasted time. The goalkeeper like ripped the net. So then like, yeah, it, it, got for it, it was crazy, bro. It was wild. So then we played against, yeah, and then we lost in penalties. And then the next year we we're like, hey, yo, we're just focused on Concacaf. Yeah. But we ended up doing really well in the league. But the league was shortened because yeah. we had the bubble in Winnipeg, which was miserable. That was the miserable one for a month. And then we started off four and four. We started off terrible again. And I was like, yo, you guys, Valor started off like seven, one and one or some bullshit. I was like, yo, Valor's not good. I don't care if they hear it. I'm like, yo, y'all were, y'all were just nice at home because they had played all their games at home. So after when the bubble was done, they had to go on away trips. And oh, they just man. got smoked. And I was like, yep, this makes a lot more sense. So then we ended up doing better coming up. Then we had the Canadian Championship run. We lost to Montreal 11 kicks. Tristan Henry again, I'm sorry. But <laughs> but if it comes down to the goalkeeper to take penalties, it's like, all right, yo. Like, but all those guys always say that. Like, I talked to Joel Waterman on my podcast. I was like, yo, you know we should have won that game, right? He always says, like, yeah, you guys are killing us. So that Montreal game was like, that's when everybody's like, okay, this forest team is different. And then you, I mean, you guys are a dynasty. Yeah. So then, yeah. And then we ended up, I don't know how they did it. I always make fun of these guys. I'm like, yo, you guys are the mafia. Cause there's no chance you should have me, Becker, Chris, Omar Brown, who, if you guys remember, cooked TFC in the CONCAP Champions League when he played it for the Panamanian team, Independiente, mm-hmm. um, scored a hat trick. And that's what got him his MLS deal for Montreal <laughs> against TFC. Yeah. yeah. Omar Brown, Borges, Mo Babouli, Amory Walshman. Like, how you going to have all of us on it to Daniel Cruz? I'm like, yo, all of us on the same team, and we don't go... No, we have to we have to qualify for Champions League. So, we ended up, obviously, 
The hardest game was probably in Panama when we got a red card. Mo got a red card. Typical CONCACAF. Yeah, it just got yeah, CONCACAF. Yeah, got CONCACAF, but we literally sat. We played like a 4-4-1, and then we just sat the whole time. Or 5-3-1. And Becker scored a free kick like an 85th minute to make it 2-0. Oh, we shit. Went, yeah. So, we tied 0-0 at home, and then we were up 1-0. And then you guys got the red card. And then we got a red card in the 20th minute. 25th minute. The 30th minute. It was like 30th minute, but still, it was like, damn, bro. It's going to happen just like last time. They're going to score. They're going to they hit, Bro, they hit the, in the first 15 minutes. It should have been 2 nothing them at least. Shit. They hit a, the post and hit the other post, went out. They hit the crossbar. Man, missed a sitter. And then I was like, okay. If I'm like, if you guys are missing all of this, it's just soccer. Like, they're not going there's no yeah. chance they're scoring now. So then we ended up scoring. They're like, "Wow!" Then we got a red card, and we just literally just parked the bus. It was it was uh, it was like the old school Italian defending. That's it. Four four two shift. Yeah, yeah. shift drop headed out, booted down the field, step like yo. That's it. And then we ended up going to uh, the Costa Rican team, and then we lost in the first like three one. Everyone's all oh, man. Forge might be out. We scored the first goal too, and they scored three goals on that. Oh, so sure. I was like, but then they came the cold ass Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> different environment different environment <laughs> on turf cold turf they came out 20 minutes before the game was supposed to start they brought their jerseys and everything they warmed up in their kit and everything <laughs> bruh and we conquered them we didn't give them no heaters or anything like that they were freezing on the bench so any guy they put on coming on cold oh. yup and we, that game was packed I remember Omar scored a 40 yard screamer bar down I'm like yeah we won this game <laughs> 20 minutes into the game one timer I was like nah <laughs> Mo plays it across the top like like 25 yards, one-timer, top corner, bar down. I was like, yeah. The stadium was rocking. I was like, yeah, we won this game. There was no chance. But yeah. Now, the CPL competition and everything like that, it was dope. The only issue was that, like, you're playing against the same guys all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, like, I played against Marco Bustos probably, like, 10 times. <laughs> and, like, at some point, it's like, yo, y'all got to switch it up. So, it's like. Yeah, like, like what do you think uh, CPL needs to do to take it to the next level? Um, you have to make it, find a way to make it more entertaining. I mean, cause it's almost like how MLS was in the beginning and it's a brand new league. Yeah. The yeah. players, the players just get rotated on every team. Like, you know what I mean? Someone goes from Calvary to York or York to auto, you know what I mean? People just get rotated. Yeah. And then obviously he's finding the best fit. But the one thing that I liked about Forge, like we kept the core and we didn't sign anyone from another team. So like we never signed someone from York United. We never mm. signed someone from Ottawa. Like we always signed like free agents from somewhere else. The USL, MLS. Like we got Edgar, David Edgar. That he changed our whole team in 2019 when we got Eddie. And in 2020 as well. And then we got Mo. Mo was just a free agent. So like I think that was a difference. We went outside of not outside of the CP, uh, Ontario per se, but outside of the CPL to find or at least it's something different. Yeah. 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 Something different. It changes yeah. the whole ball game. 100%. So I think that's what, and you need to raise the salary, bro. I mean, now it's what thirty thousand, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the base, or, or well, no, that's the. That's the. I think so. I think if you live at home, they can give you a certain amount, and then the rest they say it's like stipend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before it was like there was like no minimum the first year. Second year they ended up making like twenty two thousand. I'm like, bro, you can work at McDonald's and make more. Yeah. So what's what's gonna t- what's gonna entice people? To leave school to come play in the CPL. Mm-hmm. Exposure? How much exposure are we really getting? One yeah. soccer and then what else? And it's paid program. And it's paid program. Yeah. It's not like 
how illegal in Ontario, you can just click on the website and it's like live. You know what I mean? Which is fair. Like you, there's you have to make some type of revenue somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But you have to make sure the product is good on the field if you're doing that. So. I don't know. I'm probably. I want to go into that kind of business. I want to go like sports broadcasting, all that stuff. I don't want to get behind the scenes after I'm done playing. But there's definitely other ways to make it more entertaining. If even if you have to use social media, like TikTok blowing up, like do something. You know what I mean? Like they created it. I think they created a TikTok account. CPL. I didn't like, know what yeah. I mean? They have CPL and a lot of. And then it's up to the it. yeah, but then it's up to the players too to make that shit entertaining. Yeah. Like the goals that I was seeing this year that were being scored. Bro, I'm like, you're some crazy bicycle kick from top 18, Baloo. I was like, damn. All right, if you do that, then that's going to get, people are going to be like, wait, hold on. People are scoring bikes from the top of 18. It's either the goalie's bad or <laughs> this guy's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. So people no, are going to They got a promo with that. Yeah, yeah, you got a promo with that. Yeah. It's, it's still easy marketing, right? So I think that, and then the people that call the games, if the people that call the game, Adam Jenkins is not bad. At least he has energy. He's enthusiastic about it. So I respect him. And, and, Obviously, Christian Jack, if he's on it too as well. Yeah, legend. Yeah, but I think you got to get more. Like, Jordan Wilson helps with one soccer now too. Yeah, I see. Yeah, he, he provides that, yeah. a different, like, Adds different a different, vibe. Yeah, different perspective. Like, it's an actual player that's still playing. The thing mm-hmm. is, I feel like you're not going to get some of these, like, I don't know, it's hard. Because you you're not going to get some of these guys who, like, love watching European football. Mm-hmm. You got to get a lot more locals to, like, join it, want to tune in, want to, like, watch, want to support. That's what it is, Canadian football. Yeah. But, like, they have to find out, like, how do you get these guys? How do they get these? Do you mean the younger crowd? Mm-hmm. The younger guys. I know they're, so, they're watching Premier League football or whatever, but how do you get these guys to watch our league? Mm-hmm. Come watch a game at night. Come watch a game during the day. You know what I mean? Have you guys ever thought about this, though? Like, because we grew up around soccer, mm-hmm. how many guys do you guys know that are playing in the CPL? You guys know a lot of them, right? I know a couple, yeah. You know a couple of guys, that, especially, like, York and all mm-hmm. those, like, People are going to go watch your friends play. Yeah. People are going to pay to watch your friends play. Yeah. Because, like, damn, my friend's a professional soccer player. He's getting paid to do what he loves. You have to find... That's why a baseball is so big in America. Because those little random places that all they know is baseball, like when their kids come back from school, they're playing catch with their dad. Like, mm. that little thing. But we also have to remember... I said this on my podcast, Top Mid Talks. They were like, yo, you have to remember that Canada only has, what, 38 million people? Our main sport is hockey. Where else do we play soccer other than, like, consistently other than Ontario, Quebec, and BC? Yeah. It's like, so you're splitting the attention of 38 million people with hockey, with basketball now because the Raptors are good. And then, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's tough. So you're like, okay, 38 million people, a third or more, half a country watching hockey, especially mm. in the middle part of Canada. Yeah. And then... Ontario is probably a mix, but you have the GTA that's probably watching all mixed. But like when you go to like London and stuff like that, those guys don't care about soccer. You go in those small pockets like Sault Ste. Marie and all them places. Yeah. This is hockey, yeah. bro. They don't know anything else. So it's kind of tough. So people say, yo, America, America has 10 times more people than us. 350 million people. If 50 million people are watching soccer, that's still a good number. Mm-hmm. If you're saying like in revenues and mm-hmm. viewership and stuff like that. Yeah. But if only 1 million people are watching or 5 million people are watching one soccer at sparse, and if the quality's not good, they're going like, to ah, watch 10 minutes, turn it off. Yeah. Get bored, right? Because they see, they see the stadium, they don't see anyone in the crowds. They're like, yo, if there's no one in the crowd, why am I watching this <laughs> yeah. at home? Yeah. Like, I could be watching something else. But when you're watching the EPL you see, or La Liga or whatever, you see the fans, you're like, okay, this place probably rocking. Like this is an important game. Yeah, every game's important. An atmosphere makes a difference. It makes yeah. a whole difference. Even if you're watching, even when I'm watching from home, I'm like, yo, I'll be watching. I'm like, damn, this shit looks like it's popping. <laughs> it's like I can imagine just being there. 
as a casual fan or even as uh, playing. So yeah. I think that makes a whole difference. Even when you watch sports with without like uh like you don't hear anything in the background, like no crowd chanting mm-hmm. or anything, like it doesn't. I'll, feel ch- the same. I'll, ch- I'll change that right away. Hundred percent. Doesn't and, feel and like you're thing, watching. It's, like, anything. it's definitely commentary too, because if you're just watching a sport and it literally just, it feels like you're there because you don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly. <laughs> Who's that man? What's his name? He does MLS games now. And he always says magisterial Messi and all those guys. What's his name? Ray, oh, Hudson. Ray, Ray Hudson. Hudson. Like a man like that gets you amped. You're like, you yeah. know what I mean? You're watching That's the game. That's the best guy. Yeah, you're like, yo. And there's the next guy that was commenting in the World Cup as well. Like I was watching, obviously I was watching World Cup in Martin Canada. Tyler? And I think so. Peter Drury? Peter Drury. Yeah. The man yeah. be telling whole like fairy tale stories before <laughs> a game. You know what I mean? It sounds so cool. Like he makes you feel like you're there yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So commentary definitely does matter. And just how the league is shown. Yeah. It matters, like, how it's marketed. Like, I know it sucks, but, like, even MLS, they get their best players, their best-looking guys to do marketing stuff, like, to make mm-hmm. the league stand out. Like, obviously, you get, like, Avella, Gareth Bale, and those guys, but then you get the random American dude who looks good, who can market the market. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. about money, too. And yeah. MLS is about money. Like, if you're trying to copy the MLS way, or if, like, I don't know what they're, because if you have a salary cap, they're trying to copy the MLS way. Yeah. So if you're trying to copy them this way, just look at what they're doing. They got to find the right investors and someone who they have to find an investor who has the vision of seeing where this can go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, guys who have money, just invest, you know, you yeah, and has to see be. this and this can go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time. It, take time yeah. it, it needs to be in a big investment. Yeah. The people that invest definitely should be guys that have soccer in mind, though. Yeah. yeah. In America, it's just business. That's the thing. The guys that have money. Just how can I make more money? Magic Johnson don't know nothing about soccer. <laughs> but LAFC, all your winning supporters, she's like, money's going in my pocket. Yeah. Will Ferrell don't thing know is anything. When LAFC, Maybe now they know more about yeah. soccer. but like Even when LAFC, who else, what's that other team that that other um, actor owns as part of, too? Will Ferrell's LAFC. And there's the other team. It's te- uh, Matthew McConaughey's Austin. Austin. McConaughey, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, before that team even came into the league, like they were, they had a huge fan base. Mm. And even uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, too. Right? But Charlotte was in the USL before, but, like, yeah, they had a huge... Nashville yeah, as well. But, like, yeah. they, they start off their stuff, like, off the bat, like, strong. Mm. And yeah. they know they have, like, a, the fan base to, like, start with. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess maybe CPL didn't really have that, but... Mm. We're yeah. just here now, but like get it, like get it going, get mm-hmm. that fan base going. Like who are, like what is York United? What is Forge? Yeah, what is? It just sucks because York is in the same district as Toronto FC. People are like, yo, do I go to a Toronto FC game? And you gotta lower the ticket prices too, bro. <laughs> Don't make it like, I, like I said, I understand. Like you need to get money yeah. back, but like, fam, if I can pay twenty five dollars to get a Toronto FC ticket, and I can pay twenty five dollars to watch York United, I'm going to watch Toronto FC. I don't care about traffic. Just even just even just for the stadium, yeah. even just for the stadium itself. Just the stadium itself, just being there, mm-hmm. it changes the whole ball game. You know what I mean? So it's like, why you have to find a way to make put more butts in the stands, yeah. whether it's the product on the field or cutting prices, or like make it an make it an experience. You know make what I mean? Experience, hundred yeah. percent. Like, like, if you're gonna charge that much, be like, yo, you get a free drink. With a, a hot dog on the side, or and like, then your, you your know, kids come some, in for free. Some, Buy one, get one free. Have yeah. a good, have a good quality like hot dog. Hot, get yeah, let's get, 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 like, get some good some Get a yeah. t-shirt with it. Get some something. good skin, Some nice food truck. Yeah, <laughs> bro, make it make it like a whole event. But yeah, it's kind of tough. That's why I like I like uh, Forge because the stadium is right in the neighborhood. I think they have their fan base. Yeah, and then because yeah. of Thai Cats, like Hamilton, don't want to be synonymous with Toronto. Hamilton is like its own, like, that's why when the Argonauts play, it's like rivalry. And even uh, when we, were, we watched the York United Forge game one time, and like, the Forge fans were 
louder than New York Times. Yeah. yeah. yeah this guy was getting into it. With yeah. The yeah. I, was, yeah. I just wanted to have we, a good time. Yeah. That's why I was having a good time. And we barely have anyone there. Yeah. It's like there's more York fans, but like those guys are just passionate. They don't they don't care about being part. They they want Hamilton to be its own sports city, yeah. and it's been because like they won the CEBL, and then we won the CPL, and the Ticats have gone to the Grey Cup final twice in the last four years or some shit like that. Yeah. They never even managed to win, but like fuck, <laughs> I mean, just getting there is tough enough, right? Yeah. So no, I th- I think York being in like the same city as TFC is tough. It's tough. It is. Yeah. There's no like there's no ways around it, and like. You look around it, it's like, okay, Toronto sees downtown Toronto. I could get food. I could do this. I could do yeah, this. Do a lot. Right before the game. I could do a lot right and before the X. It's, it's literally yeah. like an event. You have the yeah. X. You come to York University, it's like, damn. There's nothing here. Nothing, bro. <laughs> TTC. I, I, yeah. I live here, bro. I know. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, bro, York was even worse back in the days. If you guys are like, bro. It's like, now there's like more things around York, but you got to, you, like you said, you got to make it a whole experience. 100%. Yeah, I think, yeah, commentary and atmosphere is huge. Huge, Like, I, I know all you guys have seen that darts clip rolling around. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That darts final. Yeah. You oh, yeah, that's just hilarious. Like, yo, that oh, was yeah, a The bowling one, too. The bowling yeah. one, too. Yeah. It's like, that guy's swearing like oh, it's yeah, the end yeah. of the world. The, the older guy. Yeah, yeah, the older guy. Like, the yeah. atmosphere was like a vibe. And, yeah. like, CPL's got to promote. Yeah, these best goals. Like, all the fans popping off. Or skill check and stuff like that. Like, MLS, every after every week, you see someone, even if it's not a skill check. Like someone just cut someone, you're like, oh, skill check. But they're constantly posting something. They need to um bring up their media game up too, yeah. and even people like I'm saying, I'm not trying to say like we should. Mm-hmm. It has to be us, but like people like us, where we can like go out there represent the team or this team or mm-hmm. the league and spread it throughout social media, mm-hmm. and not just CPL trying by themselves mm-hmm. or like the teams trying to distribute by themselves. I think there's something has to go with the hiring process too, though. Like you got to hire people that have those personalities yeah. to be able to manage those social media accounts. Yeah. If you have someone that's, no offense, lame, and he's, they're doing social media oh, on but Instagram. Like they were just hired because they knew the owner's son. Yeah, right? or, they, <laughs> or, or because they're good with technology. Just because you're good with technology doesn't mean you know what to post on, on, on the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, do you know how to make a reel? Do you know how to make a TikTok? Do you know how to make it attractive? Do you know how to make it like stand out? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, there's a lot of things and... You just might have to just hire someone that you might not know with their background, but if they're good at it, they're good at it. If it's gonna bring you attention, that's all that matters. That's what I think. For but sure. CPL's only gonna get better. There's still quality players there. Yeah. I think the best thing for them is that hopefully they can get teams into Champions League, more exposure. Cause they took out the CONCACAF League leading up to uh the World Cup. So I think the first place yeah. team in the CPL qualifies for Champions League and then the winner of the CPL, the final qualifies as well. And Man, obviously well, if it's the same winner this second the Why'd they up. take out CONCACAF League? Like just cause? Yeah, they're adding more teams to CONCACAF Champions oh, League. Okay, Instead of just yeah. having around a sixteen, like, they're doing thirty two yeah. teams. It's like the like the European Champions League. They're adding they're combining the two, mm. no? Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. No, I mean yeah, CPL's a young league, like when did it start? Twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen, bro. Yeah, there's so many there's so much time to excel and there's so many bars in the league. But just got to promote it more, I think. That's it. Yeah, you just got to get eyes on the game of the CPL. You get eyes on, on it. Even, okay, I know it's gonna, it would be hard for them to get it on, like, TV. Because I know, like, a lot of kids are going to be watching it with their parents coming up. But what kind of TV? I feel like everything's just streaming. Now. I know a lot of it's streaming, <laughs> yeah. but... Put it on YouTube. I, I feel like... Okay, okay. maybe... Yeah. Okay, I'll admit. Somewhere people, can access, somewhere people can access it. Or, like, mm-hmm. put it on both, but, like, if you want to, ha- like, subscribe to, like, a YouTube channel and, like, have the special, like, videos. Yeah, because their subscription for... CPL, how much is it one soccer? Like hundred bucks? Expensive, but like, yeah. but again, they give you they give you everything though. But the zone, it's all a hundred bucks. Like I'm saying, the zone, the quality's different. Yeah, 
Yeah. How how the zones presented is a lot different. Yeah. The <laughs> zone, like, when you click the zone, you're like, mm, okay, oh, nice. I can watch this. Nice. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like ah, I can watch a lot of different sports, all that stuff. One soccer is obviously just soccer, but okay, CPL probably not the best quality. But then you watch the national team games. Now our national team is probably going to play better countries, but at first we we're playing. You're not trying to watch Canada versus Nicaragua or some shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the women's team, like, you're not trying to watch them. Again. You know what I mean? Unless they're playing big teams, you're not going to watch it. So you have to find a way to get, like, maybe you should combine with, like, League One, Ontario, League One, BC, and put the games up there, too. But, like, League like, One well, want their shit to be free, right? Yeah. It, could, it shouldn't be $100. That's no, it, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. It shouldn't be the same price as, like, the zone. No. Even yeah. Fubo. Yeah. It is a hundred bucks. It's not as good as quality as the zone, but like it shouldn't be on par with those two. Yeah, I don't think so. You're right. hundred percent. I mean, but they're finding ways to continue to promote the game. Mm-hmm. Guys like FTF Canada, mm-hmm. who you've collabed with to start a podcast. Yes, How, how'd that come about? And what do you see in FTF? Yo, I was on my way to practice one time. Marcus Hansen, the founder of FTF, mm-hmm. messaged me and I played with him at Sigma as well. And <laughs> yeah, he was like... Yo, we're thinking about starting a podcast with FTF. He's like, yo, we wanted you to be a co-host. I was like, damn. I've always wanted to start my own podcast, but like, I just never had the time. Yeah. I was like, yo, if you can tell me exactly what you want, like in writing, whatever, and how you how you want it to be, like contract, everything. And then he was like, yeah, I just want you to like, yo, be real. And I was like, I could be real. And like, because I've, I've networked through CPL, MLS, I've been able to get quality um interviews and obviously soccer gets too much like i tell adam i'm like yo sometimes i like the timing has to be perfect for me to be able to sit down because he's in bc so we have to do most of our stuff from uh zoom but it was just dope he was like yeah like yo we'll pay you we'll do this this and now i'm like yo you don't have to pay me like put the money reinvest the money back into the actual podcast and like awesome. let's just yeah let's just make it bigger i'm like i was I'm making my salary already like i don't know <laughs> it's all right bro and he's like all right he's like i'll put you in connection with shane and um kevin like the guys that help us edit and cut clips and i think that's i give you guys credit for bro the editing part wow <laughs> fam <laughs> let me tell you bro why am i telling you you tell fam <laughs> I give all these guys, because I watch podcasts all the time. I give everybody, whoever does the editing and all that shit, God bless you, bro. Because that is time. Yeah. That is effort. That is like precision. (laughs) I'm like, after the first time, I was like, nah, I'm done. You tried editing? I tried. I said, nope. Y'all do this, bro. Y'all got it. Three, it's three y'all. I have to play soccer still. Like, y'all, y'all got this, bro. But nah, it's, bro, it's a great experience. Like, we have, we've had, Christian Jack, Joel Waterman, uh, Julian D'Souza. Uh, we re- recently just did a pod with Richie. Cute. So that's, nice. yeah, that's that's about to drop soon. So that should be cool. I'm trying to get Becker and then Bobby. I'm going to see what Bobby's saying. Be dope. Uh, but just little by little, I just talking real shit. Bro, yeah. people, people need to hear it from like, after I seen Draymond Green start his podcast, I'm like, nah, <laughs> anyone can do anything at this point. <laughs> and he Bro, this guy goes on after finals games. Yo, so <laughs> holding welcome to much. the Draymond Green. I'm like, dog, didn't you just finish a game 20 yeah. minutes ago? This guy's like fresh off out, out of the shower, put on his clothes. Yo, podcast in his whole time. So like, yo, people want to know from the athletes' per, like perspective. Perspective. And they want to hear their stories too. Hear the yeah, stories. They're, as well. they're interesting stories. Even like yeah. yours today. Like yeah. that whole stuff was interesting. So yeah, that's what I mean. So I think I think it's cool that even guys that are around the game often, you, even if you haven't played at the highest level. 
you still know so much more than a lot of people. Like I've met yeah. some dumb, 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 <laughs> dumb. Like people that are just fans, but just feel like they can say anything. And like, I think they're yeah. and it's wild. <laughs> it's like, like I met some really dumb people that it. talk about soccer, and it just makes no sense. Like you can have your opinion, but like for you to stand walk around like and say think it's facts, it's like it's wild. <laughs> Back your shit up, right? It's so actually true. wild to me. Like, and then they look at you, they're like, "Yo, you're wrong." I'm like, "You've never played." with the players I've played with or even step close to them. I know exactly what's going on and you are very wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's going to have a better perspective yeah. than someone like you that, who's experienced yeah, it. someone that's ever played in that in that level like yeah. I'm never going to like I don't ever shut down people's opinions. I laugh if I don't agree with it, it's like yeah, you're wrong, but like all right, that's my that's your opinion, I respect your opinion, but like people that try to force their opinion on you, I'm like, "Hey, come on. If you don't know, then you don't know." Cuz you only see from the surface level. No, I commend you for it too because I feel like a lot of the athletes kind of shy away from putting themselves out on social media, trying to create content to grow the game. And the fact that you're doing it, even coming here, mm-hmm. um, it's something to applaud, right? Bro, I've always wanted to come here. I'm like, yo, you guys set up is fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm like, yo, we invest in some camp. But then my partner's all in Vancouver, Mario. We good on Zoom for now. But um, nah, for sure. Like, I think the only reason is because a lot of guys are still in playing in their in the teams and stuff like yeah, that yeah. it's kind of hard you gotta be PC a lot mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah you can't yeah. really just be going out there and saying whatever you can't say too much can't go yeah, until you retire but once, once you get that once you get that um, when people understand your personality like Draymond Green everybody knows he's outspoken yeah. and everybody knows I'm outspoken especially I built that up from uh, Forge like when I was in New York I was more timid but like I was able to do like marketing stuff like that so people knew I was out like I can speak like I can go to places like I fit in like whatever but once I got to Forge and like I was doing well and, and we were winning and like I was like you know what I mean you got your name out there that's when I started speaking a lot more as one of the more, more prominent voices in the league and then I just took it from there I'm like yo I'm gonna just say what the truth is at this point like yeah. I don't need to hide behind it but you, there's a way to say your truth and just say it respectfully as well so I think that's what guys athletes try to have to learn how to balance because a lot of guys don't finish school. We don't do public speaking. We don't do, like, people don't really, you have a lot of PRs yeah. telling you, like, yo, say this. If they ask mm-hmm. you this, say this. Like, They're when like I was in New York, because New York media is different. Yeah. So, like, these guys will ask you the questions, yeah. like, bro, like, fam, I don't know. Like, so, like, they tell you, if they say this, say this. If you don't want to ask, if you don't feel comfortable. So, we had the best people working for us in New York. But when I got to Forge, I was like, yeah, nah, man, y'all are in my city, my town, my area. Like, I'm speaking my truth. So, that's yeah, and people gravitate towards that, right? Yeah, expect it. A lot of people expect that more. Yeah, and sure. na- now because at first in North America, like if you were a person that wasn't prop and prim, you know what I mean, collared, blue collar, they weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. But then like a lot of other athletes changed the ball game. Like let's say Allen Iverson, for example. Like yo, he's like, I don't give a damn. He's like practice. <laughs> but then if you back it up, you're like, what are you gonna tell these guys? You're just gonna say I don't like their personality, but like. They get the job done. And if it, if it's North America and you're about, the owners are about making their money, it's a results business. So if you're getting the results, they're like, damn, I may not like his personality, but he's helping my team win and he's putting money in my pockets. Yeah, so yeah. at that point, it's like, what what can you do? Yeah. So Because you're just building brand at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm sure you've unlocked more opportunities for yourself just by putting yourself out there. That's it. That's, yeah. that's the most important thing. And fans like that too because they build a relationship with the player. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know this. I feel like I know the guy now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this player. I know how he is because he speaks in his mind. Mm-hmm. 
And at least he communicates to like the fan base properly 100%. and not just like kiss his ass. Like the Forge, the Forge fan base loved it though. <laughs> I used to be talking mad smack. Like people were like, when I was about to leave Forge, people were like, oh, what team? Some guys are asking me, oh, come to Pacific. Pacific fans? I said, hell no. <laughs> I was like, I, I told him straight up on Twitter, I was like, I will never go to Pacific. Like, nice try. Like, I'll be talking bad smack back. But it's 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 genuine. It's like, yo, I mean it, but at the same time, it's no disrespect to you. I just said, nah, I'll never go to yeah. Pacific. Yeah. Makes sense. It's funny, but like, yeah, a lot of more players are definitely going to come out and start getting into this kind of space, media space, because you want to, you want people to know the truth. Well, you don't see it much in Europe either. And like the mm -hmm. only one who's really came out and spoken, it was like, for example, and as of recently mm -hmm. is probably Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. And like, if anything, him speaking his mind, maybe they didn't like his image look well, but at least like his fan base still true to him. And like, at least the United fan base, like kind of, I guess, appreciated it mm -hmm. as a United fan. Because what he said, now like the owners, you know, they're on, they're, they're on, on hot they're, seat. now they're on like a hot seat and they're yep. like, shit, like the fan base knows now because Ronaldo came out and said shit about our team mm -hmm. and the fan base knows this shit and they mm -hmm. want to they, but they're not a big voice like a player like Ronaldo is mm -hmm. and like when a player comes out like professionally and starts speaking their mind yeah, like, he's about to be the first player with a billion followers and that's the thing like <laughs> yeah. if his his actions what he said on Pierce Morgan's interview changed Manchester United for like the better even though he got knocked out mm -hmm. but thanks to him like the club's gonna change thanks to players like you football will change yeah. who knows Bro, that that interview was. I was like, damn. He they they did each other dirty. Yeah. That's what I say. Because for you not to believe that his child was sick and he was, bro. It's for, if someone deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's Ronaldo. Yeah. Like he's one person that was it, like, you thought he was gonna show up to preseason not fit. Yeah. What? The one guy. The one person <laughs> you thought he was gonna True. pull up and be like, yo, I just need an extra week. With my family. He's like, yo, if you're not there, like the one person. After 20 years, 21 years playing, he's a one person I'd say, yo, would well, deserve the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So, like, how that situation happened, I don't I don't agree with him going on Piers Morgan at all people because Piers is also a gaslighter. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's like, yo, I consider you the greatest footballer of all time and they do this. I'm like, bro, fam, it's either are you sucking him up or are you like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, are you, there, are you, are you interviewing him as a fan or are you trying to really get the proper truth? He was a truth? fan yeah, for sure. Yeah, bro. That's, so, I didn't really like that and, like, it's not fair to Ronaldo as well. Like, he has good English, but, like, obviously he doesn't have the best link. So, him to articulate himself the way we would, it would it, it would be, probably be different if I, I was explaining the situation. Yeah, yeah. I think he was just saying that, like, Man United hasn't progressed as an environment. Since he's left. Since he's left. Since the last time he's been there. Yeah. Or maybe, I would say maybe since Rooney's left. Yeah. Like, since 2012, that after yeah. that Champions League, and they lost to Barcelona. Sorry to tell you, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think after that, it was, like, when you guys got... Who's the coach? Moyes. That David Moyes. Moyes, Moyes. But even then, you guys were still kind of deep. But like, you know what I mean? The environment just didn't change. So he came back to the same thing after being at a club like Madrid and being at a club like Juve. He's like, yo, nothing's changed, bro. He's like, I, I left here. He left there, what, 23? He was 23? Yeah. 23, 20, I think. Yeah, yeah 23, 23, 24. 24. He's like, bro, I'm 38, 37. <laughs> Things 15 years later, y'all still doing the same no. shit? <laughs> It's like, That's yo, crazy. come yeah. on, bro. Like, you have Tottenham buying a whole new uh, stadium. Yeah. You have City nice. buying a thousand and one players for a hundred million. And you're like, yo, y'all <laughs> still doing the same shit? Like, come on, bro. And Man U's like one of the, what, richest clubs in the world, if not. I, yeah, they're yeah. up there. Yeah. Up time, yeah. for sure. That's what I'm saying, for all that time. So yeah. I can understand his yeah. qualms after him being the most highest paid player and being the highest, like, marketed player. He's like, yo, I'm here. 
I sold you guys a bunch of jerseys, made you guys a l- bunch of money, but I just... Where'd that money go to? <laughs> same, like, same. When he said the same cooks and everything, I'm like, bro, so you thought they were just going to fire them? <laughs> like, you wanted them to lose their job? I was like, he's like, yeah, we have the same you cooks, like the same... Like, what are you talking about? The same yeah, like, bro, you got to keep those, those guys that know the club from the ground up, you got to keep those guys. The rest yeah. of the guys can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the cooks, the cleaners, all those guys got to stay. The guy that does the fields and everything, those guys got to stay. Those guys are the blood. Those are the hardworking yeah. yeah. hard guys. Yeah. Those other guys got to go but yeah that situation was that was definitely different but, but it's true like it's player, sad the way yeah. it ended though players need to speak up their mind they're not, and they're not so robotic maybe like messy like how he speaks he's quiet yeah. maybe this world cup we saw him kind of speak up a little bit but apparently, it's different apparently he's autistic <laughs> we, we've heard yeah <laughs> we've heard wait i thought i, I was going y'all i thought you were laughing like i was making that shit up i was like i heard that's what i heard too no yeah we've heard uh, okay i'll just make it sure like, no, a lot it. of players are quiet a lot of players are quiet in general but 100 but yeah. like i said you learned that because like a lot of players like it depends on the environment you're in yeah and then look, they're they're like they're not puppets but like they're controlled by yeah. the media and who you also get paid a lot of money just you can lose you could lose the club a lot of money if you say the wrong thing so sure. i can understand yeah. Yeah. i can understand like balance like you right. can you can speak your mind but say it in a way where it's not affecting you, know I mean? you or the club yeah yeah sure so there's a lot of guys that speak their mind that say like yeah we were terrible like <laughs> it's like Tony Cruz does it a lot yeah. actually he's like yeah we weren't good enough this and that like, but when you reach that status then people are gonna respect it a lot more mm. there's a couple guys that say it it's like yeah fam you're shit nah <laughs> just, just be like <laughs> or don't point don't yeah, say yeah, 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 yeah just go to locker room <laughs> <laughs> that's it yo uh, what are your thoughts on how Canada did at the World Cup honestly I don't know I as a fan I wanted them to make it to at least the next round as a fan. Same. At least. I didn't think they weren't going to score. I always knew they had the ability to score. But I think they didn't do enough finishing drills <laughs> before they got to the World Cup. They had the opportunities. They could have scored against yeah, Belgium. Yeah, they could have scored against Belgium a lot of times. But I'm just making a joke. Like, they didn't do a lot of finishing yeah. drills. But, like, they had opportunities. That Belgium game really put people on notice. And I, th- I think it sucked that they, they lost that game. If they tied that game... It would have been a whole different. Would have, they had more to play for because then you go and play against Croatia, yep. who just tied, and then Croatia sees what you did against Belgium. So now they're lacing up their boots like yeah. And then when you hear John Herdman what he said, oh yeah, after the game against Belgium, those Croatians don't. Kramer, you know, was if you know the Croatian mobsters up. that are like in Oakville and Hamilton, like, <laughs> Croatian and the Croatians that are in men's league and the OSA and stuff like that. Those don't don't, yeah, guys. no men's league. Don't play no games, bro. Yeah. So I'm just taking. I'm just thinking, Mal. Imagine Modric and these men. Imagine what they're thinking. Yeah. Because they can play with the ball. Oh yeah. But if if worse comes to worse, they'll play trench football. They hit uh, to the striker, chest it down when Manzukic was there back in the day. Next guy, yeah, you know what I mean. They'll play that gritty soccer too. So it was just tough that. It was good that we scored. We got that goal because the penalty shot got me upset against Belgium. Yeah, but um, it's good that we scored. But a team like Croatia and Morocco, they went to the semifinals You're for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah group of death. Great group time. of death. You didn't know it until it actually happened. You're like, yeah. whoa, what's going on right now? Because I thought the group of death was going to be South Korea, Ghana, Uruguay, and Portugal. Mm-hmm. And it was until Morocco and Croatia got to the semifinal. Yeah. I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense, but. Those my I I expected the guys. Obviously, I expected more from like the superstars, but at the same time, as a player myself, now this is me speaking my player brain. It's like I understand why they didn't do as well as everyone thought they should have. Yeah, just an experience kind of thing. 
It's experience, bro. Bro, Belgium had two shots. Look at the goal they scored. Half yeah. volley, left foot. That's why. What are the... Ch- like, those guys, when it comes to, like, that moment of quality that they need, like, they don't flinch. It's not like... Yeah. They, they've done it so many times, it's, like, second nature. So it's just that. And then, like, the formation change. You can get into all the tactics and stuff like that, but I think Canada, if we want to be good, we got to play our... Our best players in their best positions. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> That's you think it. wasn't in their best position? I mean, the first game when Alfonso was playing left wing back, look what was, look what was happening against Belgium. Richie and Alfonso are cl- cross going to get subbed off at a time. I think he's still in Rich's pocket. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Relax. Yeah, and then, and then the la- and the- Davies played three different positions in that World and Cup. The- yeah. He played yeah. left wing back. Then he played left wing. And, he and then he played uh, 10. Then he played right wing. Yeah. I was like, bro, I understand he's the best player. Well, he's the best player playing left wing back. <laughs> yeah. It's that simple. It's true. Yeah. That's that. That's what I think. But hey, I'm not. People can think I'm a hater because I wasn't there. Hey, man. Nah, man. I was cheering for y'all. I wanted y'all to do as best as you can. But I know, like, the guys that had had nothing to lose are the ones that proved to, that played the best, in my opinion. Like, Alistair, Richie, Kamal. Like, those guys had nothing to lose. You can go back to them like, oh, he played in the MLS. That's what other year. That's what other people are gonna say. But like now they're saying, oh shit, he played in the he MLS. MLS. Yeah, <laughs> so it changes the ball game, right? <laughs> Johnson already got got to yeah. move Celtic. That's what I'm seeing. Got to move to Celtic. Yeah. So like, shit happens, and then Tejan getting linked to Juve, Milan, Inter. Inter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's do- it's dope that that's happening. But hundred percent, like I was after the first game, I was like, damn, maybe they can really do something. But then. Like I said, my soccer player, my I'm like, nah, Croatia's going to be ready. Yeah. Morocco surprised a lot of people, too. Yeah. But Morocco's now you see this team, Moroccan team, the Moroccan team is quality. Yeah. 2026 is going to be interesting because there's going to be more teams now, too. Mm-hmm. So how they how they manage that is yeah. going to be definitely different. It'll definitely be interesting. Um, I got one more question. Who's your GOAT? Bro. Come <laughs> on now. It's been, the, a goat who's for, your goat? been the GOAT for a long time, in my opinion. It's Lino Andres Messi. Yeah. <laughs> ben. It's a lot of people's goats. A lot of people's goats. You know why? I, I actually solid. So there's three things that made me solidify. World Cup, obviously. This World Cup. The other time that helped me solidify, I'm like, yo, Messi's the best. When Patrick, Andrea, and David said he was the best ever. Oh, all three of them. Yeah. You're hearing it. From yeah, there. I was like, okay. They said Messi's the best ever, and they said Ronaldo, Chris, CR7 second. Really? And they, really? They, they've watched, I guess, Maradona. They, they said, obviously, soccer is a different game, but he said the stuff that those two have been doing doesn't even matter what era it's in. Because imagine you put Messi and Ronaldo in, the, in Maradona's era. Uh, it's tough. No one's catching Ronaldo. Yeah, Man, you Ronaldo, though. no one's catching that guy. He was the fastest human being. That's tough, though, because athletes have just evolved. That's what I mean. The yeah. athleticism. So you put the Ronaldo, prime Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. You, you 2000, yeah, no doubt, though. 2009 to 2015 Ronaldo. Yeah. Real Madrid Ronaldo. You put him in Maradona's era, fam. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, no doubt, though. That's what I mean. Like, you, you put, you put, like. But people are saying you put Maradona in this era. Maradona's not dribbling past him as like Messi is though. I don't, I don't, I don't like comparing like how yeah, players would I mean. play in different eras. Yeah, because like you put like you put I don't know Mares in like the seventies. Yeah, he'll be the best player in the world. <laughs> like for sure. I don't know if he could handle it physically. Mares, Mares, I'm saying Mares. Yeah, yeah. Because like he's very skinny, so he'll probably get chopped down. But like Ronaldo and Messi, like Messi scored ninety one goals and twenty three assists in one year. 
Yeah, Fam, there's only 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> yeah, and you don't true. play for like two and a half months. So for you, yeah, for you, yeah, for you to do that, you're scoring, you're averaging, if you played every day, every weekend of the year, you're averaging two goals a week. That is nuts. And Ronaldo, like when Messi scored 50 in La Liga and Ronaldo scored 46, I was like, yo, what is going on? Like, are there goalkeepers or they're not? <laughs> like, it makes no sense. So for them to do like that just automatically is like, yo, for someone to score 91 goals and for Jared Mueller to do it at 80, 86 back then, it's like, bro. A man's doing 91 against some of the best center backs ever. Ronaldo, too. Like, I'm not saying he has how many goals? 800, 800 goals now? Something like that. Something like that? A lot. Oh, and then the second one is, like, when I seen the numbers. So, obviously, the World Cup. World Cup, Messi, what he did in the World Cup is like, yo, fam. He he didn't put Argentina. He put Argentina on his back when it mostly mattered. Like, when it mattered the most. I'm not saying he carried Argentina World Cup because that team has been a dog team. Yeah, they That's have, the yeah. difference between this Argentina team and the last Argentina team. Yeah. Portugal kind of let down Ronaldo, in my opinion. Like this year or just in general? In general. Okay. I think they let down Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I think when Ronaldo was in his prime... The team was ass. The team was ass. Yeah, it was a garbage <laughs> team. It, was, it wasn't... They were... Like, if you look back at it, now you're going to say they're ass because of the team they have now. Yeah. But at that time... They had Raul Moutinho was still there. Raul Morales. Raul Morales. Those guys were those. They were in just, their prime. Yeah, they were in their Carvalho, prime. They just came off winning Pepe a Champions like, League. Cut, like, yeah, uh, Pepe was in his prime. Yeah, like they had good, yeah, you're, they had a good. They had a good team. Everyone was yeah. in their prime. But, like, you look at their front line. They're like for as much as Argentina they fought for fought, Messi. That's what I mean. They didn't fight for Ronaldo <laughs> as much as Argentina fought for Messi. Yeah, they fought for like, Messi. Bro, Argentina. They put they put four defensive midfielders in their midfield four, and they said, "Yo, we're defending four four two. Messi and Julian Alvarez stay up top. The rest of us just go and defend. And it reminds me of the old Barca when they had Messi, Neymar, Suarez. Everybody else defended. Even Iniesta said, yo, I got to track back, slide tackle. Do all <laughs> racket tissues to come off. His face was red, like exhausted. <laughs> but like you knew as soon as you won the ball, you get it to one of those motherfuckers. Game. And then you got the difference between the World Cup 2014 and this World Cup, you had Di Maria. Hmm. Demiro for Argentina, bro. I know he's going. He never, he never has yeah. a bad game for Argentina. In the <laughs> final, in the fi- every final, he scored for every, in every final he's played yeah, it. I know, bro. Every he's a big game player, man. Big yeah. game, even for Madrid. Like even for Madrid, yeah. he's a big game. Player. No, he's a legend. So a that's legend. why for me, I was like, and all oh, the, I was like, yeah, Messi's the goat only because, like, when you watch it, like just strictly football, you're like, yo, how's this guy doing this? Yeah, and he's walking around for like ninety percent of the no, game. He's definitely he's, the he's best. Still insane. No, like, no one will have talent like him. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think the talent it makes it it supersedes that Ronaldo's hard work. But Ronaldo's like everyone says, like first and second. Like being second is not. I don't every footballer ever, fam. Yeah. I am conceded. I say CR seven is the second second best player ever. He is the most athletic footballer of all time. You think so? Ronaldo, yeah. Did you see what the Morocco guy did against Portugal, though? The donkey do- jumped over the <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's some athleticism, bro. And the Serie? Yeah. He was looking like LeBron James in that, in that header, yo. Nah, but Ronaldo, Ronaldo prime Ronaldo? I think he's the most athletic soccer uh, player. He's, he's up there. He's up there. I mean, it's hard because you have center backs that are like... Yeah. Yeah. But that's only... But like, as an attack, most athletic attacking player, I think so. I just don't think anyone comes close to his work rate. His work yeah. rate is insane. No chance. Off the pitch. Off the pitch, Off the pitch I mean, no yeah. chance. And on the pitch drive. Yeah, but, but he, he does his thing. Yeah. Th- he's been able to reinvent himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's respectable. Yeah, that's respectable. He's like, yo, fuck this. I'm tired of dribbling. I'm getting kicked too much. Yeah, I'm going to just post up. I'm going to lay the ball off running 18. 
Boom. Yeah. Every time the ball gets close, like 25 yards in, goal. I said, all right, yo, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> but like footballing, like the numbers don't lie. Yeah. Messi has what, 100 and something games less than Ronaldo. He's only 30 goals behind him and most goals scored ever. That that and he's a lot more assist than him. Yeah. But then people are gonna say, yeah, but Messi played on this team. I'm like, okay, if you gave Messi this Portugal team, do you think he can win a World Cup with this Portugal team? No, he doesn't have the pole. <laughs> That's a security. Who's <laughs> 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 Ronaldo's the pole? That's the thing. He didn't have one. Yeah. yeah. Don't have no dogs, no, no, bro. No one like was like, yo, Ronaldo, I got you. No one was riding for oh, him. Yeah, That's kind of disrespect. It's true. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. They let him down. Yeah. I was like, well, at the same time, like. Yeah. Ronaldo's like, nah, I don't nah, need Pepe you. Nah, Pepe used to be his dog. Ronaldo's bro. like, nah, I don't yeah. need but you. But Pe- Prime Pepe was Ronaldo's. Pe- yeah. On Ma- Madrid? Yeah, That was his yeah, yeah, dog, yeah. bro. And Ricardo Carvalho, too, when he was on Madrid, too. Yeah. Wow, that team was a bunch of... This crack And Cointreau, too. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, Cointreau like had his back all the yeah, time. Yeah, bro, those guys are a bunch of dogs, but like... All the Madrid boys. They don't have his back these days. It's, it's just that the center midfielders that, that played for Portugal, they're just all finesse. You didn't have that guy that was just like, you know what? Mascherano. Ma- Argentina yeah. had the Mascherano. Then you have now you have DePaul and you have uh, Enzo Fernandez. You have, so you have Ultra, there. bro. You had the guys that were just like, I don't even care if I'm not good on the ball. Yeah, I'm out here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Every chop time, them down, chop yeah. Them. Only Pepe was that for Portugal. Yeah, who else in the for Portugal was doing that? Raul Moraes was kind of yeah, kind of he messed was, up in the but head. like because neck tats and everything. You had to. That's machine. That's machine gun Kelly on the field. He's gonna be finesse with that kind of yeah, with that kind of that. Karajma. Karajma is a dog too. Yeah. Like tats, but he was finesse, but yeah, he, he was, but he was yeah. still a dog. Like he'll he'll fight. Yeah. But those guys are attacking. I'm talking about the guys behind her and I was like, yo, oh, fam, yeah, yeah. you do what you gotta do. We're holding it down. Messi had that this True. World Cup. Like the other World Cups, he didn't have that. He had too much star power. Well, I was a teammate for for, for Messi. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know the conspiracy that Anthony Sorella said, but hey. Them too. Him too. Hey, this guy's big <laughs> conspiracy theory. Wow, so, yeah. what happened? You think it was a conspiracy that Argentina won the World Cup? Yeah. He's Brazilian. Uh, he'll he'll keep you here all night if he, if he explains How it. so? <laughs> I think every World Cup to an extent is fixed. No, no. I think everything is fixed. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. Champions League is fixed. Yeah. That is the biggest fixed one. I don't know about this World Cup, but I knew this World Cup was going to be good entertainment-wise because everyone's in mid-season form. Yeah, that's what you said too. Everyone's going to be quality. Mm-hmm. No, no. So it was, many goals. It was a good World Cup. Yeah. But uh, like Messi's your undoubted goal. Undoubted. You think anyone could surpass him like in the future? Um, like how, like how it took, after Pele took, how long for Maradona to come? Like 20, 30 years? I don't know. I just don't know if anyone can score the amount of goals that these guys have been scoring. Even Mbappe. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't yeah. think so. No, 90, 91 was generational. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yo, it makes no sense. 800 goals in a thousand games? How much? Ronaldo has a thousand games or something like that? Bro, that's wild. And Messi was kind of chubby then too. Yeah. It's just crazy. I'm, you had, t- you had a t- bit t- of a double chin. I can count the goals from when I first started playing soccer till now. I don't even have like 200. Yeah, <laughs> I'm crazy. talking about like when you're playing house league, <laughs> you kick the ball over the goalkeeper's head. <laughs> Every if you had the hardest shot, it was going in. Yeah. Like it's one of those ones. Like that's wild, bro. So I think maybe in the future, maybe if people just get more athletic, but like. That's just not them, then. The rest yeah. of the football is getting athletic. The rest of the yeah. football you can, you can see it now. Football changes. Football changes. Yeah. Do you think like Erlen Haaland can do it? Nah. And Mbappe's best. Though. He scored 50. Yeah. They just said this past season, he scored like 50 or 50 something goals yeah. this past year. Yeah. Well, right now he's a top goal scorer in Liga, Champions League, and he got top goal scorer in the World Cup. So he's literally just bossing everything. Yeah. Right for, but for, 20, for 2022, he got like 57 goals. 
but yo, Ronaldo and Messi, that's a low year for them. When they yeah, got yeah. when they got one year, like they got fifty something, people are like, wow, they're not a, they're losing themselves. Yeah. I was like, what are you guys talking about, bro? People don't just score fifty goals. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So yeah, that's my undoubted goat. I don't know, RP Pele, because he, he, he started he started it all. Yeah. So like if we're gonna go to like the most influential of all time, it's gonna be yeah, and, and that means a sure. lot to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> influence, no, impact. influence, yeah, influence, impact. I'd say Pele, but then you go to Maradona. He was probably, he he started the superstardom of mm. fo- of football. The, the the way I the way I like one take I kind of had about it, like did Messi did he change the game in any way? Because you could kind of say he's like a a better version of Maradona, no? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what change or impact did Messi have in terms of him existing in the game? Like, let's say you take him out. Is football any different? Like, records-wise, yeah. Like, he he has the records. But, like, the way it's played, like, is it any different if you take him out? Depends on where you're taking him out of. Like, are you taking him like out of the generation? Like, he doesn't exist. Is football different yeah. if he doesn't exist? I don't think... Like if if, if Pele never exists, football's like I don't know what football is now. Like, <laughs> I, I think you, I think if you take out Pele, then like skill moves is never a thing. Yeah, like dribbling is never. I mean, yeah. dribbling and general obviously kicking yeah, the ball. You, you see yeah, you've seen that yeah, clip yeah. where like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like dribbling's ne- dribbling's never a thing. But like, there's a lot of people that are generational talent. It just happens. Like you had Pele, you had Cruyff, you had yeah. Maradona, you had then you got um. Ronaldinho pulled up. You're like, yo, who is this yeah. guy, bro? Br- like, this guy's Ronaldo. Yeah, you br- R9. Like, he changed strikers and all that forever. Stuff, you know what I mean? R9 was like, yo, a striker can be doing this. Come, like, drop in. A striker off, can be doing step-overs step and over sprint. Just, like, strikers just post up, run in behind, her, and then get in the box. Like, I can get on the ball, peel out wide, step over, shimmy. A, bro. Then you got Zidane. Chain, you're like, this guy's 6'2". You're like, you yeah. should not. Remember, everything used to be height. You're like, yo, you should not be playing attacking midfielder as a 6'2 <laughs> guy. Even Haaland, the shit he's yeah. doing now. Like, yeah. he should not be scoring half these goals he's scoring. Yeah, but he's a tapping goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a goal's a goal. Yeah. I don't care. But, like, but like, but like those tap-ins are, like, ridiculous. Yeah, he just finds, he's just great at finding the right place. Yeah, his positioning's good. That's what I mean. Like, you had all these guys, and I don't think Barca's the same without Messi. No, no, no that Barca, okay. I think they still play tiki-taka because... Pep Guardiola got it from Cruyff and the Dutch teams that play that that way, but I don't think they whooped Madrid as many times as they did. No, no chance. Yeah, it, I think that's where his gener that's where his value comes from. Yeah, he like took it to the next. He he was the one like soccer's an eleven man sport, and this is why like Pele, Maradona, CR seven, R nine, Zidane, those men stand out because soccer's eleven man. You have to count on ten other people. Yeah, but these guys are so good that you're like, yo, if we just have this guy. We can win anytime. Mm. Like you never seen that. It's generational. It's like damn. That's insane. And it's just fair. it's just lucky that Ronaldo and Messi are at the same time. It's like, bro, as long as we have this guy on our team, the rest of us can be bums, and we got a chance. That's what's crazy. Like that's why Maradona gets a lot of respect as a goal because he said he dragged Argentina to. He mm. did, but at the same time, it's not. Like, it's not like he didn't have players on his team, but like he was just so much better than everybody else. Whereas Messi. It's a lot better than everybody else, but like you still have like a Di Maria, you had a Naguero, you had different mm-hmm. guys. So, but yeah, Messi, Goat, uh, Pele, most influential. Yeah, you can't do anything about. Yeah. No, I, I, I say Messi, Boat, Pele, Goat. Like Messi's the best, the best of all time. Pele, oh, the greatest. Of I understand all time. You that. Know that, what I mean that, by that? That, that? Yeah, that is okay. Messi's the best player to ever play. 
Yeah, yeah I could Maradona agree with that. is the greatest in terms of like influence and like his game. Like what his game meant Maradona to Maradona or Pele? Pele. Yeah. Hey, what his game meant to soccer. Like how he played, how what it meant to soccer. Like without the without him in the World Cups, like no one was wrong. It was like eight teams in the what how many teams in the first World Cup? Not many. There were, it was like twelve or something. Like this that, right? Italy won two in that time. <laughs> yeah. Like, Uruguay won the first two. Yeah. Oh no? yeah. They won yeah. in nineteen thirty and then nineteen thirty four. I was like, damn, all right. Like, does that even count? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no offense, but like, damn, bro. Like and then just like this clutch performances like Ronaldo's clutch and every since Messi's not clutch but like yo scoring doesn't just because you don't score doesn't mean you're not clutch. True. If people gravitate towards and that's why that's why I can't have the argue, argument with people that don't understand football. If Messi gets the ball, he's getting double triple team. If yeah. he can find the open man and that guy scores, what's the difference? Yeah. There's no difference. True. Ronaldo's just closer to the goal. <laughs> so like he he's the end product. That's why people are like yo. I was like yo. Ronaldo and Messi can definitely play on the same team. Yeah. A hundred percent. If Ronaldo at Real Madrid and the Messi at Barca, a hundred percent. Yeah, just penalty shots and free kicks. They're gonna have to fight for. That's the only thing. Ronaldo shouldn't be fighting for free kicks. Never <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's better at Messi than at, and penalties, penalties. So he'll yeah, take the yeah. penalties. But like those two can definitely play together. So everybody's like, no, they can't be. They want to score more goals. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, because Messi doesn't Messi, mind Messi, assisting. He doesn't mind assist, and Messi's like a playmaker, more of a playmaker than a goal scorer. But he has better, is, goal, is Ronaldo, has a better goal scoring record than like in per game. Is Ronaldo getting upset with Messi when he doesn't get a pass, <laughs> or does he do one of these when he like gets? Doesn't no, get I think up? Ronaldo respects Messi. <laughs> yeah, enough. I think yeah. so. They both know the like quality just of enough. each other. So wait, so Pele's the best. So what were your what were your top five Brazilian players ever? Top five Brazilians ever. I seen this on a TikTok. That's how I want to see his. <laughs> um, you can go by influence, skill, talent, whatever. whatever. In order? It doesn't yeah in, in yeah in order. In order. Actually no, first just n- name and then like, I want to see. In order them. Yeah, then order them. Pele, Garincha. Garincha. Wow, for another one. Um, R nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Jezinho. No. <laughs> Neymar. Yes, I'm putting Neymar in my top five. She. And I respect that though. Neymar is my personal yeah, goal. Like yeah. he's my favorite ever. People put no respect on his name, bro. But anyways, continue. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I need it. Continue. And um, I might say um, Dino, Socrates. Oh, yeah, Socrates. Yeah. Romario, no. Ooh. Sorry. No, I'm not taking out Neymar. Yeah, Romario. Romario won a World Cup. How about Carlos Alberto? Can't talk. There's too many to name. Cafu, There's too many to name. Yeah. There's too many to name, but Danny Alves. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Yeah, I'll say. Pele, Garincha. Um, those, those are the top two. No. Would yeah, you those are the top two. Okay, top two. Pele, so Pele Garincha. R nine is third. Um, Romario and then, and then Romario. Neymar. Yeah, you're putting him in the top. No, one. you got to respect it. Ninety four yeah, World Cup, you yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I would. I would say the same. Actually. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I don't know Grinch because you're more. You yeah. Brazilian, so that's different. But I would have said Pele, R nine, Romario, Neymar, Ronaldinho. Nah, Socrates. Oh uh, nah. Defender in there. I was gonna put a defender. I was gonna say either Cafu or Rivaldo. Yeah, Rivaldo's good. Too, Rivaldo man. was cooking. Yeah, man. he was golden. Yeah, that time too. 2002 World Cup, obviously R9 took over, but like them times yeah. he was in his prime too. Yeah. But He's a Ballon d'Or. You want a Ballon d'Or 20, yeah. 2001 with Barca, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, 02, he scored every every round of the knockout stage except yeah. the final. Yeah. So no, he was goaded. Yeah. But Garincha invented the number seven position. 
See, I didn't know all this. Yes. Yeah. Wow, this is new to me. This is new to me, yo. Watch new, new, yeah. new, new, new all, stuff from Jay. All the little Brazilian stuff. stuff. <laughs> yo, but Neymar, yo, it's, it's tough, bro. Cause Neymar be scoring, bro. And I see Neymar. It's just unfortunate. Like when he was younger, there was so much pressure on him, and he was still like a baby. Yo, like, I always. I mean, like crying baby, like a cry baby yeah. when he was younger. It but sucked. I, I always say this because yo, like a Brazilian, like a classic Brazilian's prime is like three years. No, like you yeah. look at Ronaldinho. Neymar has been at the top for twelve years now. Facts. Twelve years. And if he didn't get injured too much, he would have been. And like lot. people gotta respect that at the least. Bro. And he's about to be Brazil's all-time top scorer. Yeah, bro. The see that's what I'm. The best soccer nation of all time, bro. But is is the Olympics and so, and Copa America enough? For the de- I've seen you guys that decade <laughs> thing, right? From twenty twelve to twenty twenty two. Nah, Brazil's definitely top five. I was fighting for my Brazil's definitely top five. I don't think it's I don't think so, man. I don't think it's because of the trophies. I think it's because... It's also the the players producing, too. Producing and the consistency. Yeah. It matters. That matters. They always make the World Cup. They always kill in qualification. They always, like, are competing for their, like, Copa America or competing for a World Cup. Other than 2006. But that shit was terrible. (laughs) That cooked you guys. (laughs) That always cooked. Always cooked. I I don't want to talk about conspiracies. I don't want to talk about conspiracies. I'll go into that. But Sorella (laughs) is wrong about Italy being top five, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, no chance. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Italy. Actually, you know what's crazy? If Italy's top five, then Portugal's got to be in there, too. With the Euro? With the Euro and the Nations League. If you count the Nations League. Portugal has a shout. Portugal, Portugal has more of a shout than, no, than I, Italy. I didn't see any claim for Italy. Like, they missed two World Cups yeah. in a decade. Yeah. So, like, when he said that, I'm like, yo, if you're saying that, then Portugal definitely has a shout because they won the Euro and then the Nations League. Yeah. You, count, you guys counting the Nations League? Yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. I was, Olympic, just to give a little more I'll juice. say, like, an yeah. underrated one would be Croatia. Like, they made a final and, what, two semifinals? But they don't have any trophies. I know they yeah. don't have any trophies, but they, they came so, so close. So, you just say so top five, times. Spain. Spain, body. Yeah, Spain, yeah. Spain's with the best. Spain, yeah, Spain. France. France. Germany, Argentina, Germany. Germany, Germany, Argentina, and I guess Brazil would be the. F- and Brazil be the f- Brazil fighting with a couple teams, bro. <laughs> yeah. Brazil can fight with Portugal, is. I guess. I understand though, but like they've been the most consistent. I can't even lie. Yeah. Like, there was a time where like obviously Spain got cooked in 2014 World Cup, and they haven't been the same since. But like they're 20 2008 to 2014. Unreal, unreal. Insane, yeah. Probably the one of the best Spain. Yeah, well, like, teams in general. Of all they time. Won, they, every team. major title. Every it's like all right, you got to give them their credit. No, arrow wise, it's the best. Yeah. No, yeah. we we had another debate. The best <laughs> team of the century. So since 2000, who do like, you think it is? Country. Yeah, country. Like I like I I put a poll out before the World Cup final, and yeah. like Spain. and like. So it's, I was, so it, has I was like, to, it has to be Spain. So I was like, you can't pick France yet because a lot of people like went for France. Okay, right? but France didn't do anything. France won the Euro two thousand and then won the and then World they Cup. won a World Cup. World Cup two thousand and six. Yeah, then final. won two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, so like but Italy won 06. No, they made final. No, they were final yeah. 06, yeah, final 06, and then they yeah. won two thousand eighteen. Well, like, got a lot of nations. But like, I went on a whole thing why like it's actually Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, but I went on a whole thing why it's actually Brazil. Brazil won the two thousand two. Yeah. Something about but the Olympics. The most rigged World Cup of all time. Yeah. So. Okay. No. Okay. We'll give them 2002, and then 2000. Three Copa Americas, in the okay. century. How many? How many Olympics? Two, two Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> two Olympics. <laughs> Olympics don't mean nothing. Uh, most finals. Most final fours. Ah, okay. Most Ballon d'Or winners out of the main nations. Uh, that's, that's, now we're reaching a little bit. 
teams. That's so funny. This guy has his whole thing. She's like, yo, I had to. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, his whole thing. I had to, though. That's crazy. I was getting so blasted. Wait, you want to say Germany? Germany went to the final 2002. And they have a World yeah. Cup. They won the World no Cup. No Euro. Oh, not man. enough trophies. They won. No. Nope. What about Italy? They went to the semifinals in the no semifinals in 2006. No, because at the end of the day, went to the final in the Euro against. Uh, no. No. They went to the final in the Euro 2008 against Spain. In 2008. Yeah, Fernando Torres scored a goal, scored the win, game-winning Germany? goal. Yeah, it was Germany. 2008, yeah. and then 2010 they won. Yeah. No, 2010, oh, 2014. 2014 they won. Yeah. 2010 Spain won. Okay. Ah, oh, nah, they're decent. Yeah, they're always they always make it far. Except yeah, low key, besides low key, recently, yeah, low key, Germany low key. has a shout. Um, they don't have no nations league or anything, but Copa America that's that's because like Venezuela and them mans were not good back then, bro. Come on, <laughs> Come on we're not doing that. You gotta, you gotta allow <laughs> it, bro. You gotta allow <laughs> it, bro. It's like, if Argentina or Brazil or Uruguay or maybe and Chile weren't winning, Chile. it was like dog. Then Colombia will sneak in here and that's bare teams, though. That's four, that's, that's four teams, but I'm, I'm Europe is like 10. I'm comparing it to the Ten teams have won the Euro. No, since. But like I will team. not lie. Now the the qualif- South American qualifications is a lot tougher than Europe to qualify for the World Cup. It's a yeah. lot oh, to qualify for the World Cup. It's yeah. a lot tougher. Yo, yeah, go- going to Bolivia when, when, is no joke. Yeah, when Mbappe was saying like, "Yo, these guys are playing," I'm like, "Fam, you've never played in Bolivia in these places, bro. Yeah. These, at, Ecuador, at altitude. Yo, altitude, you, you can't yeah. breathe, bro. France, he playing against Andorra, yes. fucking Gibraltar. It's like, bro." <laughs> Like, that's why I get mad at Ronaldo fans. Because they're like, yo, Ronaldo. I'm like, yo, Ronaldo has played against Macedonia how many times? He has, like, I think he has, like, 13 goals against Luxembourg. Or Liechtenstein, Luxembourg. I'm like, fam. Yo, be real, yo. It's like, come on. Because there's so many teams, your group is automatically going to be, it's not going to be as competitive. But in South America, every man's playing each other. It's like, ah. Trust, trust, trust. And the tackles are flying. (laughs) like, yo. Death match every time. Bro, home quarter, home field means a lot. Like, yo, you got to win your home games or else you're out. True. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. But Brazil has a nice shot, though. No, I mean, we could go on forever, too. Like, for real. (laughs) But uh, one more question, though. Like, what's next for you? Um... I can't say it right now because I haven't, mm. it hasn't been announced. But Fair. when it does get announced, you guys will be obviously the first to know. Um, I'm not going back to St. Louis, by the way. So, okay. people already probably saw that if you follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great, it was a great time. Don't get me wrong. It was just the, I would say the football per se didn't suit my. Because you get to a certain age and like you can't really change a player anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've been, I've been. I got you playing right back again. No, nah, <laughs> I've been. I've been ingrained to play a certain type of way, and it's sure. not like I can't play other ways. But it was such a left, left mm. field for me. Yeah, when different. I went there, it was completely different. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm trying to do what I do best within the system. Um, we ended up going to the finals, lost the Columbus Crew in MLS Next Pro, but. Um, yeah, it was a great experience. Brand new, they're going to MLS this year, so you guys should keep up, watch for them. Um, they're in the West Western Conference, so that's a different. So their their playing style compared to how the Western Conference teams usually play, like the more finesse. I want to see how that goes because St. Louis is gritty. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see how that goes. Either they can get popped off the field, or these West these other teams are gonna hate them. They're like an Atlético yeah. Madrid kind of yeah, side. Yeah, it's like a disruptive Ooh. team. Yeah, Ooh. so it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. But Who's their like star player right now then. Berkey, no. <laughs> the, be- the best player. Like if you're going position for position, like they don't they don't have a star player like. But nah, they don't believe in St. Louis. That's the one thing about them. They don't believe like having stars. They need like they just want their strong. They want team. good players, yeah. yeah. But like, like Berkey, you could tell Berkey play Champions League. Yeah, they don't need like a 
Avia or Pirlo or those guys or Lampard. Nah, you don't need those guys. Yeah, it's also a smaller market too. It's a small market. It's hard for you to attract those guys to come play in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, MLS maybe USL. We'll see. You guys find out. You guys know. Nice. This was a fun time, bro. I could go on. Deb- I could debate y'all all day. Messi's a goat. This World Cup was not rigged. He deserves this. <laughs> Seven goals, four assists. We're good. Let's go. Yeah, when Canada went out, I was Argentinian, bro. Fuck it. Because Ghana was out way before too. So yeah. Ghana and Canada were out. I was like, damn it, Messi, let's go. Oh yeah, we had a, we had another question. <laughs> if, if like Canada like senior team called you or Ghana senior team, where would you go? Uh, wow. No comment. <laughs> wow. If you asked me this like two years ago, I would have said Ghana. But now it's like, yeah, up, it's, it's, up, it's up in the air. It's different now. Because now I have a lot, because now the dynamic of the Canadian team changed. So it's like, I have a lot of friends I grew up playing with mm-hmm. on the national team. So yeah. it would feel at home to me. Um, I still have to say Ghana, bro. Mm. I still have to say Ghana. Because I play the same position as Alfonso. I'm not going to play. At least I know if I go to Ghana, I have a chance. Fair enough. He's the best left back in the world. I'm Just not going to play over wing. the best left back in the world. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to play over the go best play, left go back play in the striker. world. <laughs> yeah, at least Ghana, I know that like it's not Alfonso that I have to go yeah, against. Fair. And then that's you have fair. Sam too, so it's like, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to... Nah, I'll go to Ghana, bro. I enjoy yeah, it. That's that's fair, that's yeah, that's heritage. Yeah, and like my, my dad will be proud. Yeah, you got it. Okay, but nah, like, it's so dope for you to come. We had a great chat. Like I said, we could go on forever. Uh, appreciate you coming. We gotta get you back in soon. Yeah, for bro. sure. Let me know. We need some I'm on-field in. content with you. Yeah, no, I'm down, bro. That's I'm. I, I'm probably gonna leave. I go to New York this weekend, but I'm probably gonna go to where I need to go because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I'm probably gonna leave like the 21st January. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, we'll talk. every year is wanna know. But I'm 15 minutes away, fam. So yeah. Yeah. you can do whatever. Maybe bro. a crossbar challenge. Yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever, bro. I, oh, so and I train. So I train at Vaughn Sportsplex every day. Like, there's a gym behind there to speed training with uh, mm-hmm. Ricardo Bucarelli. Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, I stay. I go in like probably around noon, and there's free fields and everything. So I use the field by myself. So if you guys ever want to come shoot content, whatever, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, shoot me, shoot me a text, and we can do whatever. Like, I bring my ball. Like, there's an open field. Yeah, 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 yeah. so. Proper, yeah. yeah no, we'll definitely make it happen. We'll get you back in here too. Yeah. And uh appreciate you coming, Rick bro. Sarla too, bro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get another scrap in. Yeah, for that's sure. why I'm wearing a shirt, neighborhood. You already know, man. That's what uh, yeah, anything you want to say to the camera and try in front of you? Um, I know this is the footy culture podcast, but y'all should holler at my podcast, FTF Top Bin Talks at Top Bin Talks, hosted by yours truly and hosted by Adam Jones and Hopefully you guys enjoyed this conversation. We did. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm happy Fun. to be here, bro. This is hilarious. Yeah, check out the pod ski. Like, comment, subscribe, and we the culture. 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 See you.